All right, going live, right? Go live. Yo, what is up, guys? DPS Podcast, episode 53. 53, man. 53, just over one year. I'm with my boy, Slow-Mo. Uh, Slow-Mo Backslap is the dirtiest, slappiest person on YouTube. Oh, even hey. bigger, even bigger person on Twitch and Twitter, you know, cause shout out to him. It is go ahead. Go ahead. What you want to I'm say? Not, Slappiest person. Well, I, I mean, well, you I, know what I mean? You, I you, a shower today. Oh, a sh you think <laughs> <laughs> did, what, what did your water is your, is your solar panels not giving you enough heat for your water heater? Is it not heating it up enough? So you can't take cold showers. Oh no, my, my, my solar panels doing the damn thing. They, doing their thing. They oh, they yeah, yeah. they pay they gonna pay you at the end of the year this year again? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> my, my, my uh my electric company don't like me at all. Oh, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Getting nothing out of me. They get nothing <laughs> out of. Oh, you know what? That's that's actually a good conversation right there. Um, well, not even conversation. Just uh, just want to ask you. Um, how are you with cold? Do you like cold showers or are you one of those no. hot? I need to be in a hot shower. This the shower. The mirrors need to be steaming when I get out of them. Like I don't like a piping hot shower. Like I'm like some kind of like you know mutant that that is immune to to fire or something. Like no, I don't need like that kind of hot shower. But I can't have a cold shower. Like I I actually have gone like when I hot water heater went out once. I I went days without. You've got to watch what you say. <laughs> yeah, I, I look, man. I was like about three days. I was right, man. I was like, bruh, I can't do it. That not a cold shower. I I was doing a lot of wash ups, but cold shower, bro. Mm. No, no. Yeah. I've done that once in my life in college, and I was like, never again. What was the in college? Why in college? What happened? Hey, look, I, this was when. Okay, so. Uh, when I, I went to about three different colleges before I finally graduated and I just couldn't figure out what I really wanted to do. But my very first college was this, was this, uh, school was university out in the mountains of Maryland, like very close to where like West Virginia is and on the edge of Maryland. And like, it's out in the mountains. They would get like, when you would think you would have like normal, like typical weather. Oh, it's a nice fall day up there. We got, we got snow, okay, like a couple of feet of snow. It was it was pretty crazy, and so every now and then, like you, you stuff would just break. And so the 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 uh, the dorm that I stayed in as a freshman was the oldest dorm on campus. It was actually also haunted, by the way, which that's a whole nother story. But uh, the oldest dorm on campus it was created like in 1908 or something like that. And it was consistently having issues with like heat not working, and right. then typically the hot water heater wouldn't work. And so, like, I took a cold shower once. I had no idea the hot water heater wasn't working, man. <laughs> it was just like, and in addition to it being so cold in the, in the dorm, and in that cold shower I had, I was just like, I can't do it again, man. It's like a, it's like a. a, a 
a mental block or something. I don't know. This is a very random conversation. It is a very I don't know where well you the one that just jumped out of the team no, saying No no I said no I said no I broke the question up as you know something else and you was like oh I I, I take showers. I'm you know I'm dirty. I, I said I'm not dirty. I'm like okay well, hey, well look, let's explore let's ex Sorry. let's explore this <laughs> conversation <laughs> a little bit deeper. Uh shout out to uh Spider Shout out to you in the chat. Shout out to Mitchy dies a lot. Shout out to that guy Smitty. Shout out to that guy Smitty for the holler on Twitter. You know, saying that we would want to the um his favorite podcast to listen to. That man is um he's always supporting and always listening to us. So shout out to him. Shout out I to love the, I love the podcast. Shout outs on Twitter. Hey, I do. I do. It, it, it lets me know that we're doing something right. Doing something know? right. Yeah, exactly. Doing something right. People people shout you out and say they. They love to to hear your podcast. I think I think uh, the homie um, from the IOP, Lord Cognito, also did a shout out of his favorite podcasters of the year. By the way, of the year. So I was like, we made it of the year. Wait, we made it to the year. Oh man, yeah, I gotta man. Yeah, shout out to Khan. Yeah, I gotta so I gotta was, see about that. Ah uh, man, this just uh, you know, it, it, it's humbling. It really is. It is, especially awesome. I love to hear it. especially you know hearing and being in the same group as. You know, like IOP and stuff like that, man. That's 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 up there, man. You know, and they hit shout out to the oh, and congratulations to um, the squad IOP hitting ten thousand subscribers this week or or oh, as yeah. early as Saturday. So I uh, know. Hey, no. uh, well, one thing. Yeah, go ahead. We got a we, we got, got a super chat from Brad. Chat from from Enrique. He also says I'm a little low, so maybe check my levels. Okay. Uh, he says that uh um hey slow mo and forte oh yeah i think he's doing the uh, the, the macho man randy savage oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah well you know enrique yeah. snapping into a slim jim over there oh lord <laughs> shout out to um jada destroyer saying what's up to us my homeboy sir tash shout out to him um Taz, red light, what's up bro his red light green light you know his 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 um his meter was going off when we were talking about cold showers and stuff <laughs> <laughs> he's like no not like this and um the homeboy franco tech you know um appreciate you coming through man but uh, uh every, absolutely franco's always uh he, he's been a, a day one he's been a day one there. absolutely the start, so yeah yeah so let's 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 get into um what you've been up to man what's been going on in your gaming life and, and just life in general since i talked to you last week because i haven't talked other than this morning when i talked to you i haven't talked to you since the podcast last week which is strangely not consistent yeah, at all that's, that's not typical not at all well let me so I, I guess like this would be like a really really super genuine conversation because like you probably be uh shocked by some of the things i'm uh, playing yeah and some of uh um some wait of wait what you trying to say on. our conversations haven't been genuine slow-mo no um no no it's like some things that we talk about are things that you already heard yeah that's true discussed it but like you probably haven't uh, no idea what I've been doing for no, not 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 for the not at least for the last six and a half days. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. I have been actually uh, streaming, um, really randomly. I just decided to do it because like the game has been on my backlog for a minute now. Bioshock Infinite. Oh, and so, and so I've been streaming that for the past couple of days. Really enjoying the story. Like I, it was. It's a game that like we've seen a lot. Of, I, I, at least I've seen a lot of people talk about how good the game is, how good the story is, and I'm, I've always been kind of like, I'll get to it when I get to it. I wasn't a big fan of the first Bioshock, 
I know that might shock some people because uh, the game is is so highly regarded, but it just didn't resonate for me. Maybe it was the time that I played it. Maybe I just wasn't really into that kind of game at that time. But I try. I played it once, never finished it. I got maybe about let me about three or four hours into it before I, I dropped it. But Bioshock Infinite is a kind of a prequel to the first one. It takes place in like the early 1900s. And story-wise, I'm digging it. I'm really digging it. I've, I've been, I've streamed, I've done about two streams of it. Maybe I'm about, maybe about four or five hours in total. But the story, the story is really interesting. The gameplay is easy, you know. But I might need to bump the difficulty up because I'm not really like being challenged at all. Oh, you, you definitely gonna have to pump that difficulty. It does get a lot. Um, how far in are you? I am at the part where you had to get the shock power yeah. to to uh to power up the gondola. And so yeah. I, I finished that part and then like right after that is when I, I saved it because I had to go pick up the kids. You know how it is. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. um no, I uh I'm enjoying it. The story is is well one, I like the dynamic between um DeWitt uh, the main the main protagonist and Elizabeth, I, I, I like their dynamic, but the story is 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 very interesting in the sense that like the the people that you're killing are like hardcore racists. <laughs> like they're like <laughs> they are. They, I mean, like, and and this blatant racism, like in your like you, they're like the writers of this game weren't trying to sugarcoat it. They weren't trying to make it like uh very very uh, uh like veiled or anything like that they weren't trying to make it seem like you had to think about what they were really doing to see what was like hiding under the surface there weren't any racist undertones here no nah, this was just blatant tree up in your face they racist <laughs> man <laughs> everybody here is a racist everybody um and and it it hits you with it like in the very very beginning where they they're like you win some kind of prize and your prize is to throw a baseball at an interracial couple and yep. it's like what I'm sitting there like what is happening here and they, I like the choices they give you because they gave you the choice to actually hit them the interracial couple with it with yeah. it or hit the announcer with it so you know it was i'm enjoying the game though i'm enjoying it i i think because i like i got that game on steam and some you know steam has the best sales right yes so, they like, do they they had a bioshock sale sometime last year where like all three games were like five bucks each or something like that so that's where I, why i have bioshock infinite like and, and and you know how it is like even with this it's like a game that you don't really care for like that you'll end up getting it just because oh man that's five bucks that's fifteen dollars <laughs> the entire Bioshock collection. Right. <laughs> How can I pass that up? Knowing, you know, you typically knowing damn well you're not gonna play it. But here I, I didn't really did play it. And so now I think when I finish it, I might I might go play Bioshock one again. Don't know if I'll stream that, but I've been playing that. I'm at the end of Kana Bridge of Spirits. I think right before right before uh we uh, we went live. I beat the hunter boss, the one that's like mostly airborne and shoots both sh shoots the bow. So I beat that one. I think I'm just closing in now on um, maybe like the last couple of hours or the last hour or so to, to fight the last boss. I'm not certain, 
but I think that's the way it's going to go. But I've really been enjoying that one. It's a uh, Kana. It lived up to expectations. Absolutely. Uh, I have some other games on the docket now that I'm going to play based off of uh, um, some recommendations and um, shout out to, I can't, oh, I can't remember who it was, uh, but somebody said I should play AI, the, the, the Somnium files. Mm. It's in Game Pass. So I, okay. I, I installed that. Haven't played it yet, but you know, I will. Uh, I, I'm going to try that out. I got to try out Lost Adelines because uh, the first beta is available now. And uh, um, I guess when we can, um, I can uh, announce this now. So I have codes for Life Lost Adelines, beta codes. And for those who aren't, in the chat who aren't familiar with what Lost Islands is, if you're familiar with Fire Emblem Three Houses, it's that style of combat where it's strategy RPG, but also like Fire Emblem Three Houses, it's very, very narrative driven. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it yet. So but uh the, the developer Ocean Drive Games hit me up and was like, you know, we know you covered the game before uh here's a code for the game and and by and if you you know anyone else you think might be interested in the game we got a couple more codes as well uh i got another code from um uh our homie dl colon who is uh a supporter of the show and he is really hyped for the game and he uh had a friend code that he that he uh he was able to provide because I think he was in the Kickstarter for the for the game. So I got a few codes out there. If people are interested, just hit me up uh, in the chat or uh, hit me up on Twitter, and I will provide you a code. You can download the beta, give it a shot. It's, of course, it's, it's PC because you know PC got exclusives for for people who don't know. Right? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> being real a, messy right now. I, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But like that, that's what the codes are for. The codes are for PC. But like, if, if you're interested, just let me know. I, I'll hit you with hit you with one. But um, I, I mean, I'm, I've been burning my mouth. Uh, how have you been, sir? What you've been up to? What you've been playing that isn't Destiny? That's that. Oh, I, I don't need to know that you've been playing Destiny. Yo, so yeah, 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 so yeah. Outside of Destiny, what have you been playing? Outside of Destiny, oh well, first, um. Uh, Slycro, um, yes, Avengers is on PC Game Pass. I don't know if it was there earlier. It is there now. It is? Yes, I'm looking at it. Looking at it right now. Install straight through the browser. Well, not through the browser, but through the app. Interesting, interesting. So I thought yeah. it was PC only, but it is. We're going to get into that um, in our first topic. But what were you about to say, Slomo? Oh, I was going to say, I, I did not know it was in the PC Game Pass as well. That which So, it, so it's Scarlet Nexus. Yeah, well, yeah, I knew Scarlet Nexus was. I actually uh, decided to early today install Scarlet Nexus just to see how the performance was compared to the Steam version, which is the one I played through twice and, and thoroughly enjoyed because Scarlet Nexus is awesome. And uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's actually, I would say, well, one, the game runs extremely well on my rig already, but I think it was, I think it ran slightly better on the Windows Store version, which kind of shocked me. What? <laughs> I thought you were about to throw slander, bro. <laughs> bro, that, that is like a unicorn of a game. Yeah. Like, it almost never runs better on the Windows Store version compared to the Steam version. But this was this one, I mean, like it was it was running extremely well. I actually I, I did have I think that okay, the frame rate was even higher than it was on Steam. On Steam, it, it would be in like the 150 frame per, uh, per second range, 
and then on on the Windows Store version, it was in the two hundreds, and so mm-hmm. I had to. Uh, um, but it was like it was. There was a lot of screen tearing going on because I had VSync off, and then for okay. some reason, my my uh, my FreeSync monitor just wasn't uh, wasn't fixed uh, like evening that out. So I turned on VSync within the settings of the game, and it locked it to 144 frames per second, which is what my my uh, my my uh, native uh, hertz for my monitor is. And mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, it, it never came off that 144 after I did that. But I only played up to like. I don't know, like the very first uh up up to the first mission that did the the prologue area. So uh yeah, I was actually pretty impressed with it. Uh I I, I know when uh Avengers is extremely demanding on PC and uh even though it performs well on my rig, I now that I know that <laughs> the Avengers uh uh Xbox version is actually on PC as well. I might go install that one too and 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 see how how well it performs compared to the Steam version. Oh, so we can get two for two probably. <laughs> probably I not. Look, hey, I probably mean, look, not. Hey, I mean, I don't asking for too much. <laughs> asking for too much. Yeah, <laughs> no, but yeah, but outside of uh outside of that, I've been um you know playing playing a game that I won't name because you already know I've been playing it. Um, I've been playing uh, a lot of uh, Halo Infinite, playing a lot of multiplayer. Um, really, really enjoy that. Um, the oh, new. We, ma- uh, let's talk about that. So yeah, you, let, we can talk about that. You played on Xbox. You played on PC. I played both places. Okay, when you played it on PC, how was the performance? Uh, the first couple days, terrible. Yeah. Okay. Terrible. I, I just need to make sure. That, look, <laughs> terrible, bruh. Like the like like it just felt like like it felt like the um the the tracking like aim assist and stuff was just non-existent part of it. It, it did yeah. it did it then it just felt like um uh, like I was getting these weird stutters every once in a while whenever oh you would be in. Yes. It felt it felt like I was it, you know it felt like um flinch whenever I would get shot. It felt like the game was flinching, but it was doing it when I wasn't even in gunfights. I was like, yo, okay. what Mine is going on? I'm talking about literally like on the dot every three or four seconds, my screen would freeze. Oh, that, that that's that's more than a flinch. <laughs> yo, so you know, okay, so like one one um MSI afterburner doesn't wor- work in the uh, in the uh the, the Halo Infinite flight right now. So yeah. it doesn't work. Not only does it not work, it actually decreases the performance. You just turn it off, right? So I turned it off. I turned on the in-game FPS monitor, you know, uh, uh, indicator, so I can see what, what frames I'm getting, even though I can't see all the stats I would like to see. Right. My frame rate was literally in, like, the 120 to 130 range. And then it'll just stop. <laughs> and then when that freeze would happen, I would see it go to 50. That's and then enough. go back up to 130. And, and like... And make the game unplayable on PC because I'd be like shooting at somebody. The freeze will happen. Yeah. Then I'm dead, and I'm like, "What? What happened to me? Like, I don't know what happened. To me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm shooting the guy. I'm shooting the guy. He don't even see me. I'm shooting. He don't even know I'm there. And next thing I know, I'm dead. It's just like, yo, I can't. I can't fight people like this. I can't right. shoot people like this. It was frustrating. I, I that. I pr- I kept playing though because the gunplay is so good. Oh, it's that, good. It's like 
and I would every now and then I would have a match that did not have the issues. So I was I, I was trying to figure out why this was happening because it would be like I, I let's say one out of every four matches it wouldn't do that. And then I got to the point where I was just like, if it started doing it, I would just quit the match, which yeah. I hate doing. I hate quitting matches, but. So I would quit matches because it was that bad. It was but, just unplayable sometimes. Yeah. So I I think what I'm gonna do with the flight that starts tomorrow is that if it because a Rodman said there is a a Rodman said there is a patch for PC tomorrow too. Excuse me. Yes, I, I uh, that's what I was about to mention. They did come out and said that they had they pu- pushed out a patch. Although this was an issue that was not as bad in the first flight. But I noticed it happened in like two matches, and I was like, mm, "That's weird." But it didn't happen enough to make it like make me wonder about it. The fact that it went from that to like literally almost every match for me mm-hmm. kind of makes me wonder: Do they really have a handle on this? So if if it's still present tomorrow, I'm just gonna play it on my Series S, which. I don't want to because it's locked at 60 frames per second. Yeah. And and it's 1080p, but nothing wrong with 1080p, man. 1080p makes you a better gamer. Stop it. That that's back in 2013, <laughs> sir. <laughs> it's 2021 now. But I, I may have to just play it on the Series S where I, I don't know if the performance is better. I, I heard the performance is great on the Series S, oh, which is awesome. Oh, my God. Um, I couldn't believe that it's better. And, I mean, it, like I said, I, it's all driver issues and stuff and just performance yeah. and stuff. So I know inherently the PC version should be better. But as of right now, the Xbox Series X version is leaps and bounds better. Like, Well, well there's only one SKU. So, look, this is how, like... Well, we, yeah, it's the whole SKU. Yeah, you they, got one thing you got to port SKUs. for. Yeah, they have four SKUs to optimize for versus PC where there's so many different configurations. You don't know everyone's rig. They might have some software on there that you're not aware of that somehow, like, just really doesn't jive well with what you have going on in your game and things that you just don't you have not uh been able to anticipate prior to now but this is what the flight's for it's it's for ironing these kind of issues out and then giving them feedback on what's not working and what the problems are so that this isn't a problem when the game comes out in december because the last thing that they really will want especially now where i kind of feel like they have a really big opportunity to have their multiplayer be a mainstay right call of duty not looking like the best call of duty that you're going to get this year they're going back to world war ii a lot of people like like that this call of duty Um, should go back to the drawing board (laughs) right and then you got battlefield which is although battlefield looks good it's still dice and every single battlefield that has launched is always launched with some issues ahead of time so like i think they if they can come out with a stable multiplayer that people can actually get into and enjoy and again like i said this is the best gunplay that 343 has ever done so this is like they have a real good opportunity here to, mm-hmm. to really steal some some players from some other mainstays and and you don't want like issues like this being a problem 
when you know in, at launch you just don't want that to be an issue december 8th so i really do hope it's fixed but if it's not like i said I'll be playing on my series S. Yeah, so um, you know, shout out to uh MDHX. He says cinematic 1080p, sir. That's what that's what that's what it is on the S. It's not just 1080p, it's cinematic Man. 1080p. <laughs> uh shout out to Sir Taz <laughs> with the driver issues. Um, yeah, so Sir Taz was um he came through um and hung out at the house with me yes um not yesterday on Tuesday. We did some stuff trying to get some stuff going on him with his um editing and stuff like that. And I let him play Destiny. Hold up, hold up. What's up? Editing. Sir, Sir Taz about to become a content creator now? Sir, Sir Taz, he about to put some stuff. He about to put some work in. We about to get him That's going. That's what I like to see now. Okay. okay yeah, Taz. so my, yeah, I, so my be... man about to, you know, he about to be doing his thing, get some stuff going. You know, he want to, you kind, know. What kind of, what kind of content is Taz doing? Is he, uh, he really, doing he really hasn't. You know, he probably gonna do some Destiny stuff, but who knows? But I think he wants to mostly do it with his kid and stuff, you know, because that's that's just like a really good bonding experience to do stuff like that with your with his um younger um sibling. But um siblings. Yes, I just said sibling. Yes, yeah, definitely not si it's his, his sibling, offspring? his offspring. I would hope his younger <laughs> yeah, child is his, also his, his sibling. His offspring. Whoa, whoa, slow mo. Come on now. You can't be calling out people like you're trying to say Alabama people or something wrong there. Yes. Oh, everything doesn't. Hey, listen, man. Just because people are from Alabama doesn't mean that they um, live that life. <laughs> I'm not saying everybody from Alabama. I just asked you. You intimate relationship with their cousin. I'm just saying <laughs> that sometimes that happens, and when it's happening. It's in Alabama. Oh, look, look, look. Let's oh, move on. Okay, man. it's in Alabama. Okay, but no, no. He came through, and we were, um, and we were, uh, <laughs> what is happening? Um, he came through, and um, I let him play Destiny on the on the on the Beast on the computer. He, you know, he keep hearing all of this PCMR oh, talk. No, oh, on, on my actual desktop. Okay, okay. And he, you know, in all its 1440p. Listen, listen, he tried. I think he tried to hold it in. You know, he was up here making it seem like it's not this. He said, oh, this monitor looks really good. This monitor, this looks great. He said, but I don't see the difference. 120 frames per second. Like my computer was like running at like between, you know, depending on where I was at, it was between 90 and one and like well over 120. He's sitting there like, I can't see the difference. I don't. He said, it, it looks like 60 frames to me. Why? I have ne look. I have never ever heard anyone who's used to sixty frames per second say C one twenty and be like, I don't see. Listen, I try to tell him a Grand Canyon Gulf size difference. I try to tell him. I tried to tell him. I was like, Yo, listen, you got to play for like a uh, like a good hour and try to go back to sixty, and you'll notice the difference immediately. He's like, No, nah, man, I don't. He said this monitor looks phenomenal. He's like this. He said, "Ultra wide." He said, "This is crazy. This is a game changer." But he was like, "When it comes to this uh, sixty frames per second that you and Slow will be talking about, and how it's so much more better on PC, I don't see it." That's cat. <laughs> see, That's there, there, there. He said, "Look, he just said right there." He said, "I didn't see or feel anything." <laughs> It's because you were a corpse. That's why you didn't see, you didn't feel anything. Yeah, that's the only explanation that that I can I can get right now. That it doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, it does absolutely does not. It, it, 
I'm just <laughs> letting I'm just letting um, you know what that man was saying. He said he enjoyed um, the widescreen though. <laughs> but you know, like people are talking filmic and all this kind of stuff in the chat. Let me just let me I know this is like not video game related whatsoever, and I'll just touch on it briefly, but I've been playing I've been playing, watching some some really cool international stuff. So like I watched two TV shows on that are on Netflix. Definitely watch the Squid Game. Yes, halfway through I, it. I, I absolutely recommend it. Awesome. So good. After the Squid Game, watch uh, Alice in Borderland. It's based off of it's it's based off of a uh, a manga, which some people who probably have like watched the manga may be like, "Ew, not Netflix live action." Because look, <laughs> live action is right. like, absolutely awful. But I didn't know it was a manga before I watched it. And I thought it was actually pretty, pretty good. So I, I, I liked it. Uh, Alice in Borderlands, really good. And uh, what else have I been watching? I, I, those two are the main ones. But like, definitely watch those. Those are absolutely, absolutely worth it. Mm. What is up with Taz doing the red light, green light in the chat? Is... <laughs> Taz, is, Taz is Taz, man. Um, see, see, this this is why you you think sixty frames per second is no different than one hundred and twenty. Leave Taz alone. That's one boy. But no, that but yeah, that was that was cool. He got a chance to play that. But you know, outside of that, just been playing just stuff. Like mostly a lot of Halo just because I was taking a break from um Destiny and I haven't really played anything over the last two days. I was just kinda out of it. You know when your body just tells you to sit the heck down and then and, and you really yeah, can't can't fight it. It's like yeah. it's like it told me when I got home from work on Monday, it said go do this, do that. I hung out with Taz on Tuesday and after Taz left, it was it was a wrap. Taz would be the first one to tell you. He said normally I'll be on Destiny right after reset. I ain't been on Destiny since Monday, just because that's what my body was telling me. Nope. And then I worked. Maybe, maybe your body's telling you it's sick of that game. Oh my god. Anymore. But I, look, maybe, maybe that's just me. I don't know. It's uh, definitely no, I, just I, you. I, I do agree. Your your body's telling you you, you need to rest. You gotta listen, or you, you gotta know, listen. Things will happen. Uh, today I didn't I didn't work today. I was just so t I woke up this morning. I wasn't feeling that great. My my throat was kind of sore. <sighs> Um, you know, it was just, uh, I, I just like, I'm not, I'm not going into work. And <laughs> he said, I, you I acted it. slow. He said, I guess the red light, green light was squid games. Duh. You acted slow, slow. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was whatever, man. I, I'm not supposed <laughs> to re remember that. Look, that, that. That part of the episode was, oh, that episode was fire. Yo, like they really had, did, they, did, oh, we're just playing red light, green light. <laughs> yeah. yeah, red light, green light, red light, green light. <laughs> Go ahead and get caught. <laughs> Go ahead and get caught. It was, <laughs> that's what bullet to the temple. No man, red, <laughs> no that that show is pretty incredible. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. But yo, um, we ain't gonna spoil it here. But um, shout out to Wednesday's what if. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah, ain't gonna we ain't gonna spoil it. You know what? Yeah, we're not gonna spoil it. But did not say how it was going to turn out how this whole thing was going to end yep it was going to end in that like well i mean i don't think well, that wasn't the final episode right i don't that think i think like, i think they have one or two more like ultimate that's probably the penultimate episode yeah i kind of I figured it was going to go this way where like because people kept wondering like how come the other 
episodes just kind of ended the way they did. Like it, it just didn't seem like that's the end of that story. And I, I, I to me, it just seemed like, oh, yeah, it's not the end of these stories. There's going to be right. more to come. So, yeah, yeah. Um, what what if's actually been pretty fire? Yeah, man. Really they, I haven't haven't really come across one that I was like, oh, that could have been better. Most like all have of you the watched the Star Wars Visions yet? Mm, yes, yes. What did you okay, think? I haven't watched any of it yet. I watched, only, I watched, I watched I all saw, this out. Yeah. I only saw a clip on Twitter where it looked like a Jedi or maybe in the Sith, I don't know, took their lightsaber, turned it into like a, yep. a, a, a like a, 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 a copter or something the the glide down with, which looked, just looked cool, but also looked unnecessary because you're a Jedi. Right? Well, <laughs> well, really well cool, listen, right? well, they always but, tell you to fall with grace, and that was one of the best ways of falling with grace. Yeah. But then I, I did see a lot of, like, you know, the, the Star Wars nerds that I love to annoy because they, they, they act so anal about everything Star Wars. Uh, um, that's, you know, it's, it makes sure it's super accurate. Right, exactly. Like, it was like, that's not how a lightsaber is supposed to operate. Cares, dude. They look cool. Shut up. Yep. Sir Taz says there's two more episodes of What If Left. So, shout out to that. Oh, two. Excellent. Excellent. I could, yo, I could already see where this is going. Um, if you haven't watched uh, What If yet, I would say, uh, I don't know what you're doing with yourself, man. Disney Plus is, is you know, I, it was it's hot fire. Six months, ago, six months ago, we used to have conversations where people would be like, man, Disney Plus ain't worth it. Like, they don't have no content. Can't nobody say that now. Like, yo, it's it's too much content. But less it's than $10 a much. month? Come on now, man. It's, it's yeah, look, when you, worth every penny. Disney, I think, didn't they hit like... They're already over a hundred. They're over a hundred. Yeah, they're over a hundred. Well, uh, and that's the highest they've been since um the opening of it. Cause remember they had a massive drop off after um Mandalorian, but now they've found a way to keep people. Th- and this is the thing about these subscription services, you know, all you gotta do is find a reason to keep people hooked. Right. And that one reason was one Mandalorian. Show. It was Mandalorian right. at first. Yeah. Now they now it's like you haven't even gotten to the book the book of Fett yet. And now you're talking about visions yeah. and you're talking about what if and all of these different things that they're coming out with that is um intellectual property that they own and it, it is the only way you can watch it. It's through Disney Plus, <laughs> and it's it's Yo, it's ingenious. Let me let me, let me let me get this super chat real quick. Uh, shout out to After His Passion with the ten dollars. Oh yeah, lord! Let me, let me just let start this off by by a disclaimer that, that this is this is cap. Okay, this is a ten dollars a cap, but he, <laughs> we, he the homie, so we gonna say it anyway. Taz is one hundred percent. The PC Bendejo race has to lie to themselves to justify overspending by $2,500 to gain a couple frames and tiny resolution bumps. Viva la console, where reason and logic still apply. Well, after his passion, let's let's break this down. First of all, Taz is not 100%. Taz is, is at point. Zero 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 one percent. That's the way you got the <laughs> ones and zeros mixed up here. Uh, let's. Second of all, twenty five hundred dollars, right? Let's 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 break down cost again. I always have to say this to console guys because they they only seem to recognize the amount they spent on their console, and they don't really recognize that that LG C one they bought that was seventeen hundred dollars. 
is included no. in the price. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have bought that if you weren't gang- going to game on it. So that's included in your price, silly. You know, like oh, oh, they the, the the times that they buy multiple consoles and their mid-gen refreshes and 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 how much they're paying for Xbox Live or PSN and all this other extra stuff that you don't have to pay for on on, on PC. Like all that stuff adds up, and you are spending just as much as a PC gamer mm-hmm. or more for premium performance. Well, at least on premium performance on console, but premium performance in a closed environment. Not all PC gamers are spending $2,500 on their rig. There are PC gamers that be like, I'm, I'm going to be on a budget. I want to play all my games at 1080p, 60 hertz, 60 frames per second with ultra settings. And when I say ultra settings, that means nothing to most console gamers. They have no idea what I'm talking about when I say ultra settings. Mm. And they don't know what I'm talking about because you don't get a choice with those settings. You don't get a choice to what level you want to set your screen space reflections to. You don't get a choice on, on your antistropic Anthropic, yeah, there we go. Antitro- yeah, astrotropic, yeah. You don't get a choice. You don't get a choice on the level of textures you have. You don't get a choice on your draw distance. Resolution scaling. You don't get a choice on any of that. You don't get a choice of your of your uh, um, your field of view for ninety five percent of your games. So you don't know what any of that stuff means. And so when you don't know what any of it means, and it's clear you don't, because the only thing oh. you bring up when it comes to visuals is resolution, which is the most expensive and least important aspect. They come visuals. in. They coming for you. Um shout out it's to okay. uh Zero Zero Cool. Shout out, thanks for being here, man. Uh Sly Crow said most PC gamers aren't elitist. Um getting right. um the top of the line car after his passion with the five dollars suit. Super chats. I mean, Aronimus with the final super chat say, after his passion facts, is your monitor and OS included in that price? <laughs> who OS? Who buys? Who spends money on their OS? I have I have Windows Ten Professional. I spent ten dollars on it. Uh, All and, right. And, when and, you know, you know. Uh, my monitor, my my monitor, which is freaking amazing i spent 450 like it is you look look they're so mad because they realize they wrong oh Oh, my god they crazy the the lgcx i spent 1500 on that oh man luke shut up i got i got a series x and a series s i bought both of them that's 700 oh man i'm already at that 2400 like they're hurt they're just so hurt Uh, shout out to luca with the the five dollar super chat PC Bendejo race. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Rodimus. He says you can't for a feature. You said you can't cap for a feature if you can't pronounce it. <laughs> I don't need to pronounce it. I don't need to pronounce it. I just know I get to choose what level it is, and you don't. People make choices for you, Rodimus. So maybe you're sheep like that, and you like people making choices for you. I don't know. That's that, that's that's up to up to you. Listen, 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 Taz. You ain't coming for me, man. I ain't said nothing. I I kept my Z- mouth Z- shut. I'm staying. Zero cool. Zero cool wants to know how I got the Windows 10. Uh, there's a <sighs> website. Le- you know what? We can't. I'm not gonna talk about this here. CD keys. It's, it's legal. 
CD no, keys. That's I'm, that's no, no, no. The CD keys is very questionable. Like you, they you they are. Get, you might, you, you <laughs> might get it. You, you might get a. You might don't get say G two A. Don't say G two A. No, I I'll, I'll find it, but I got I got uh, <laughs> uh I got Sir Sir Taz Sir Taz. Everybody does a game on a thirty four inch ultra wide monitor like I do. Most people only play at ten eighty p. Just yeah, because I just so, because I have a thousand dollar monitor have a ten a GTX ten sixty graphics card, which is like what four years old now, something like that. Like yeah. It's, uh, that that's like on the level of a Xbox uh One X. Um and they uh they they play at 1080p. So that's like the majority. It's it's the they they it's it, the console gamers get so upset and they get upset at the high end PC gamer that that they 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 spend for premium. They spend they spend for quality as we all do. If you want the best, you you got to spend money to get that. That's all that is. You know? Shout out to Brad with the $2 super chat. I just use CD keys for Dark Souls remaster. Uh they sell PS5 games on there? Uh you can actually buy so. you can actually buy I mean shoot, you can't even buy a PS5 game in in store. You can get it off of a website like that. Oh Lord, Luke. Okay, so we got to move on. We got because we got Luke in here going crazy. We got Rodimus. His blood is boiling. One of us. Well, Luca, you know Luca ain't gonna say that though. Luca will be like, "Well, look, man, I play on console. That was my console brothers." She spent twenty one hundred dollars on her PC. She did seventy. And I think think she got thirty two gigs of RAM too. Look, she do. She gonna tell you it's because of uh, content. She gonna tell you it's for content creation, though. Disgusting. I don't want to hear. It. All right, slow mo. So, <laughs> so getting back on track. That's a PS4, Xbox One game. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, he talked about that's the original one. Okay, got you. Um, but you know, I outside of that, I oh, I didn't tell you. I did go buy. Um, I do have a little man now, slow mo. You got a Series S. I got that, and I have another Xbox Series X. I have three. Yeah, so you have two have three series X's in an in an Xbox Series S in my house right now. So that's a combined three like, Xboxes. Thirteen hundred dollars in Xboxes. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad, isn't it? I didn't pay that much for them. I don't think that's bad at all. You know, I I just I just think that those who who would try to shame PC gamers for spending that kind of money. Oh, yeah. Think about how other people spend their money. No, I um. No, GameStop's running a really stupid promotion right now. If you guys have any of your older consoles and stuff, I know in through either through this weekend going into next weekend, or it might end this week. I haven't really looked into it to see. They're giving $50 extra for any console you trade in. And then if you have controllers, because you know, controller shortages are everywhere, especially for PlayStation 3 and controllers like that. Um, if you trade your controller and you're getting 50, 50% more. So it like any Xbox series S or X controller or PS five controller, you're literally getting 50 bucks almost for every controller you trade in. So I traded in all my extra controllers, like the ones that like the, I have one for each system, but all the extras I traded, I traded in my Xbox one X because my daughter had got my Xbox one X when I uh, went to the, uh, the new system and I traded in two sets of my joy cons because I don't need as many as I got, you know, I kind of went crazy joy con buying and I traded two of those in and then 
Um, I traded all of my daughter's physical games in that she had, which was like four or five of them ended up getting like $622 for all of that stuff. So you then really did a whole lot just to no, listen, listen, listen. So, okay. th so the goal was just to go and I was, just, cause the only reason this happened is because my store sent me a picture of somebody returning a Xbox series, Xbox uh, series X into the store. And I was like, really? I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I said, brand new in the box. They said, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll be up there because my daughter been wanting the new Xbox anyways. I said, okay, I'll trade in her old stuff and it was only going to be like a $90 difference with the trade in. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then they, she said, well, you know, the store around the corner from us, they had a uh, Xbox Series X traded in. And I was like, really? I said, so it's cheaper. I was like, okay, cool. She said, we had an S traded in. And I was like, no way. And it, it just, and then my mind just started turning and I was like, Hmm, I can get both of my kids an Xbox at this point now, because my youngest been asking for one for like the last probably month or so. Um, because my oldest daughter had the X in her room. So she wanted one too. So my youngest was like, Oh, can I get one too? And I was like, huh, I got the money because I ended up, it only ended up costing me like 50 bucks out of pocket for both systems. And I traded the controllers in and got the um, the controllers in that came with the systems and got the um, Aqua Shift controller for the S. And I got the what was the red, the post red one for the X. And um, they have their own color controllers now, too. So my kids had an early Christmas, I guess. But I was doing a lot slow mo. That's what I was. I was doing a lot. So it, there's three Xboxes in my house and one PlayStation. So. But yeah, I'm I'm one of those console people that spend a lot of money on consoles. So you know, you're not alone. We we see so many console guys that I mean, like over the course of a generation, they'll spend they'll buy like three or four, you know, of a of a one particular console, and that's not even what they end up spending. So, they end up getting like multiple platforms. So, so you know, it is, it is. before we move on, move on from the Scarlet Nexus, because we really never got to, but it, it's it's we talked about it. So what do you think Scarlet Nexus? First of all, do you think, cause the first thing I thought when I saw this game hit game pass is I bought this game and I should have waited and that should, Why? and you shouldn't wait. No, I'm Why? glad. Listen, listen, no, listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying that I would have waited. It's just the fact that I see it happen. And I had a feeling cause all of the news was coming out. It's like Scarlet Nexus is going to be in game pass. And that was probably just some, some stuff that got leaked out early that they didn't want to get leaked out because every time we hear anything about a game coming to game pass 90 percent of the time it's right Didn't that come out again wasn't it the xbox account that leaked it by accident they leaked it by accident they said that scarlet right. nexus was in there which every time that's happened the game does eventually it eventually up shows up in there remember when phil spencer just casually said the control was going to game pass and people was like huh, what it didn't even it didn't even what so they came out and said uh we we have no plans to putting our game in game pass came out and said it and, and they have to do that like bandai namco said we have no plans of putting scarlet nexus in game pass but like no one believes you because they have the marketing mm -hmm. xbox has got your mark i knew it then yeah, when, when, I, when they when they hey, we have no plans of putting Scarlet Nexus on Game Pass. Whatever, bro, it's going to be it. It's not going to be there at launch. Yeah, it's not going to be there at launch. Out, what, like three months ago, three months ago, and it's in there. 
which is still pretty which is still pretty early let's be for real it's still now look now now we in regards to you talking about i should have waited was should have people have waited no yeah i agree play a game that you want to play well if you want to play it and you want to buy it yeah if it's a game that you're on a fence with then wait yeah yeah look if you're you're not quite certain about the game it you're not you're interested but you're not really feeling it like that sure if you think it's gonna go in the game pass make make that kind of decision i just I was sold on that game the first time the, I saw the first it, time so, i saw it yeah so for me it was like i i played through it twice now like why waiting to do that that no that that would have been a mistake for me i spent the the 60 dollars got it on steam thoroughly enjoyed the hell out of it right played it through with Yui though played it again through again with Kasane to see uh her side of playthrough to get the full story uh, loved it the combat's awesome I, as I've said before I feel like it's a better version of Astral Chain it actually has like a very similar plot to Astral Chain where you're like the last well kind of like the last city on um uh of humanity left right. with these monsters that are trying to, you know, take out humanity. But the story is, in my opinion, better than Astral Chain's story. The characters are better. I think they in Astral Chain, your main character is a is a twin. I believe I can't. I, I remember, but it's like you don't. It's one of those stories where you don't really have a personality, and they give you the ability to. uh to modify the look of your character, which was like, it was a nice character creator, but like there was no real personality to your character whatsoever. Right. And and Ash and uh and Scarlet Nexus, Yuido and Kasane are very very different. They 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 do have personalities. They're fully fleshed out characters. It's it's a it's a really good game. Yeah. So um, uh, Lucas said, "Did you start Tales yet? Um, waiting for your impressions before she buys it." Uh, I've started Tales. I'm not very far in. So far, I'm liking it, but um, I don't want to. I like it. I I can't really say too much more than that. I'm still going to play it. It's just that I wanted to finish Kana before uh, before uh, going full into what? Tales. So, Luca, I'll let you know next week. How I'm far gonna, in? I'll, I'll have I'll have Kana finished probably tomorrow. How yeah, many tales? Tales of Arise this weekend. How many tales games have you played up until this point? I've te- I've played uh, Vesperia and I've played uh, Br- Brasseria, that- uh, b- b- whatever it's called. Brasseria, yeah, Brasseria. I have Vesperia. Yeah, I haven't finished that one. Um, I didn't like tales games. I, I you do I Symphona, like them, but I don't like love them. But uh, and the other one, the one that uh, people say Berseria is way better, but I haven't like I just haven't had the time to really focus in on it. Got you. But I do this. I like so far the way this, the the Tales of Arise story has started out, and what I played in the in the demo really like made me love the combat. So I know, I know it's like combat wise, it's going to hit for me. Uh, story-wise, I like what the where it was, where it was going so far. I think I only played like like two or three hours before I uh, 
I I stopped playing it, but it's still like it's like it's still installed. Like it's definitely next up. I just need need to finish Kena first. Rodham said, "What is Kena? Does he mean Kena?" It's not called Kena. Don't try to try to to get on me for mispronouncing something when I'm actually pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> How is it that people don't know this? It is Kena, Bridge of Spirits, not Kena, Bridge of Spirits. <laughs> What's up? Uh, what's a shout out to the whole boy gaming room persona? Shout out to you, bro, for what's coming up, through. Oh up, man, shout out to you, yo. Um, <laughs> hey man, they gonna always get on you about that uh, that Kena man. So so the, the developer, you did you wait? Did you, Cause man, that's what it looks like when you like if you look at it, it looks like Kena. Bro, did the developer say Kena? The developer don't even. The developer doesn't know how to. The developer doesn't know how to pronounce the game either. Then. So instead of admitting that you don't know how to pronounce the game, everybody else is wrong. I'm just going off of what letters and like words in letters go look like when you read them out loud. Gosh, this is that's all we're doing. <laughs> no, Terrible. but. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, we just messing with you, though, slow mo. But uh, okay, so so, so the next is are you because you didn't finish it. So I didn't finish. I'm on. Oh yeah, I'm going to. Well, I, I'm. This ain't really doing nothing for me because I already own the game. So um, but no, I'm going to go back and finish it. It's just you know, like I said, Destiny's new season came out around the time, and it's just been all downhill ever since then. But I definitely because I'm like on what is it phase six. Maybe seven, I think seven. It's fun to do. The game is phenomenal. But the only thing that's the only reason I haven't jumped back in recently is because I gotta remember everything that I was like. The combat oh, is the, the combat is so it's it's something that you just don't jump right back into and know exactly what you're doing as soon really? as you do it. No, for me, because the first okay, I said, what the, I was, I was like, the first, well, no, it's, it's very intuitive, but it was like, when I haven't played it in like over three, four weeks, it's <laughs> like, what the, what, what <laughs> Yo, combinations you know, hold on, go hold on, with hold on, what? Hold on. Look at the chat wants you to ask you a question. How do you read Sean, uh, Forte? What? Look at look at the, look at there's the two. Well, no, no, there's two different shines though. There's that shine. There's a shine with an H in it. I mean, there's names. You you know. Okay, so you actually know someone. Look, like I actually know someone. I actually, well, I, I know, I know, I I, I would, who was named Kina before. It wasn't spelled like key K E N A. Okay, and oh. I and and I actually know someone that has been named Kana before, and it wasn't quite spelled the way they spell it. Why does it look like Luca went to um, look this up and see exactly what the actual dictionary verbiage of it is? That's what it looks like. Or maybe she just like found what Emberlap said it was. I don't. Well, know. I mean, Emberlap. Uh, hey, I don't. Up. I don't really care. I'm just. I'm just giving you a hard time because Oradimus is giving you a hard, a hard time. time. You and Erasmus are wrong. Y'all should be giving yourselves a hard uh, time. Look in the mirror and ask why why you are the way you are. That's what y'all should be doing. Oh Lord, now, here we go. Now, no, no, no. now look, go ahead, man. The, the, the uh, Scarlet Nexus. I thought the here's another thing in regards to comparison to, to Astral Chain. I thought Astral Chain's combat was overly overcomplicated. Oh, it's so. very overcomplicated for what it is, and you got to play yeah. it on a Switch. 
And then you gotta play on the Switch with with those trash Joy Cons. Well, I I never played it with Joy Cons. I played with a Pro controller. Probably the best controller that has ever been made. What the Switch Pro? The Pro controller, man. That Switch Pro controller is by far the best controller that's come out. It's a good controller, but if if you if, if you if you don't go down this whole hold the haptic feedbacks that the pro that the playstation 5 controller i mean for the time that the pro controller was out which was that generation Look, it was better than it was better it's than the xbox and playstation 4 control- like, 30 plus nintendo. hours it's, it's great for nintendo because the joy cons are that bad like it, 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 <laughs> so it, it's only Joy-Cons great because so the joy cons are bad yeah it, it's it's a mandatory purchase it like, was it's literally switch you need to buy a switch pro it's like, literally it, it's better than even, the xbox controller slow-mo it's better and it's better than the playstation 4 controller it's a better controller it is not better than the x stop it and you I, do into this argument with okay you. let's go I've met a girl named <laughs> um, about the combat, right? So combat wise, like I thought it was really intuitive. Like, like they, and I like how as you progressed, you grew in the combat where you could instead of just like like uh, borrowing the power of one of your teammates, you could borrow multiple ones at once. Like I thought, and then how your enemies. Uh, I mean, you could take them down using your favorite powers if you wanted for the most of them. But for some of them, you actually had to use the correct ability to actually like worked for the weaknesses of that enemy. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really, really good. I I really enjoyed the combat of the game. I thought it was really, I thought it was good. And and the story is the story. The characters are fine. Look, if you're into anime, you're probably going to really like the story for Scarlet Nexus because it has all the the typical anime character archetypes that people like, you know, you know the the, the evil angry uh, girl that looks like she's twelve, you know the you know the, there's that one, there's the annoying nerdy guy with the glasses that you can't stand, there is the the stoic, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, basically lightning from Final Fantasy character Kasane, basically right. So it's just like it has all of those archetypes that. That people enjoy, so it's a good mm. game. You know, people should people should check it out, especially if you you got Game Pass now. If you missed out on it when it first came out, then you know, look, you got no. If you got Game Pass, like, why wouldn't you play it? It's 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 there. Just you already subscribed to the service. Just install it. And get That's it true. That's true. Um, so what Avengers do you? On the other yeah, game. I was gonna ask you. What do you think? The biggest thing with Avengers. Do you think this is gonna do anything to help no. or salvage and save this game? No, 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 no. Look, if people want, it's Avengers, right? So Avengers is MCU is super popular. If you wanted to play that, you, you bought it. And you, you bought it already. So I, yeah. I don't think there is anyone out there that hasn't already checked out from it that hasn't already played it. Now, that said. There could be some people that's like, maybe I'll just run through the campaign. And they may really, because the campaign is awesome. It's got an awesome campaign. Kamala Khan is great. They really nailed her character. They did a great job. All the voice actors are really good, actually. Uh, although, you know, I know I think some people didn't like, I can't remember who did Thor. May have been Nolan North. I can't remember. But uh, people didn't like Thor, but I, I thought Thor was good. Um, I thought the campaign was great. It's the end game that fall short for a looter shooter now if you're the kind of person that doesn't even like looter shooters 
then that probably won't bother you at all. You probably just want to play through the story and get to the end. You're not going to care about the Avengers Initiative stuff. Right. Uh, maybe maybe you want to do the DLC um, expansions that are free, uh, that give you the additional characters. They got Kate Bishop. They got Hawkeye. There is Black Panther. The Black Panther one apparently is really good. I haven't got. I haven't gone through all those yet. But right. this is a game. I think that if it's ever going to have any legs, Square Enix needs to get crossplay going on it because the each individual platform's community is way too small. Way too to, small to support it. I play. I installed on PC, and I've reinstalled it multiple times trying to get back into it, and there's nobody to play with. Right. Like I, I'll match make do these missions. And I'll be there for minutes trying to get somebody on, and it's just not happening. So I just gotta run through it solo, and it's like like AI running for the other Avengers. But the AI is stupid, stupid in this game. So they're just like completely worthless. So it's just uh, it's kind of a disappointment, you know. But I, you know, maybe maybe you'll get another uh, a a boost of life on Game Pass. I doubt it. It'll get a I boost mean, I, of life, I think, but I don't think it's going to be it anything substantial. PS Now or PS Plus was it? No, was it was on it was on PS Plus. I mean PS Now. It was on PS Now. Oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah, yeah it was PS, PS Now. So, yeah. well, if that ain't save it, ain't nothing gonna save it because you know there's more people playing on that platform than anything. Well, that there's not. Well, not on PlayStation. Yeah, PS Now. Yeah, yeah they should be. Not going to sign up for for that just to play. They should sign up for all the other great games that are on that service that people kind of forget about yeah but um yeah so yeah great great conversation but i do want to jump over to the next one let's talk about um christopher judd and his um his revelation that he told everybody on twitter today because of god of war being delayed um go ahead slomo because i know you read into it and you were talking about how he came out and said some personal issues and stuff that was he was basically dealing with over the time because um they did come out and say that god of war was being delayed until 2022 i know me and you talked about when they first showed this game off and they put that 2021 marniker at the bottom of it we were like ain't no way that 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 game ain't coming out in 2021 i I said (laughs) a single person that saw that and really was like yeah that's coming out at the end of 2021 i i I think everybody figured this is going to get bumped out of 2021 yeah um but all that said well we saw christopher judd's uh uh tweet and i want to pull it up because i thought it was uh i thought it was uh it, it was cool of him to come out and, yeah. and speak on it. Although I felt like he didn't have to do that. He did. Uh, he, his personal business ain't none of our business. He didn't need to let us know anything. Um, but it was cool of him to come out and explain it for those who may have been disappointed with the game not coming out this year. But I mean, the man's going through it. Like the dude, the dude has, he had back surgery. Was it? double hip replacement and a knee surgery so like i know one of my good friends um was born with a a defective hip eventually got his hip replaced uh as an adult and i remember everything that he went through before like as far as the pain he would go through before he got his hip replaced 
to get both your hips replaced. Wow. Like that it backs back surgery and knee surgery on top of that. Like this dude probably wasn't able to walk at some point, you know, right. so that that's like, there's a lot going on there. And it, it, it makes sense that, you know, he's the main character of the game and he, they need to mocap him doing things. If he can't walk, he can't move. Then, you know, that's a, that's, that's pretty important to actually getting the game done. And it makes a lot of sense. Well, what about you? What did you think about that? Uh, the first thing, okay, so the first thing when I saw it, I was like, man, that sucks because God of War is literally my favorite PlayStation, you know, IP. And um, it's the one game I always tell people that I put Destiny down to play because it was that good. And I would do it for any God of War, but that one was very special. And, you know, I already had set myself up to know that that game wasn't coming in 2021. Uh, but hearing this being probably it, it probably was one of the major reasons because definitely he has to do mo capping. That was one of the remember that was one of the reasons they changed um they changed um actors and stuff for Kratos because he they kind of felt like he fed the build a little better more because he was going to be doing all of the acting in character along with doing the voice. So not having him available on set to be able to do stuff like that because of his, you know, personal issues he was having, um, really does speak to the way reason that this game did ultimately get delayed. Is it the only reason? Uh, probably not, but it's, it's, it's still a reason nevertheless. And I just feel like the first thing that I thought is just like, kind of like, man, that sucks because I, I know that a lot of people want to play this game and he didn't have to do that. Sony didn't say anything about this. Corey Barlog didn't say anything about this. Um, Santa Monica didn't say anything about this. They basically just said, you know, we're just delaying the game and people just, and you know, and they kind of knew that people were just kind of thinking that the game wasn't going to come out in 2021. So it was kind of more of a, like, we don't have to really say why the game's not coming out because most people didn't believe this game was coming out in that mo that that time anyway. They didn't say for polish or anything. Normally, when a game gets delayed, they say, you know, due to, you know, unforeseen issues, not being able to be in the offices and stuff like that, we had to delay the game. But none I of mean, that's... that's... That's why a lot of games have been delayed. Yeah. A lot of games that rely on mocap or, or performance capture, if you want to go that deep into, like, how, how like, what kind of... Uh, mocap is being used yeah weren't able to do that or had limited opportunities to do that during the pandemic and not being able to go into offices and stuff like that so so like that like that makes total sense even if he was fully healthy they probably would have had issues trying to get that kind of stuff done anyway well that's also one of the reasons you know going over to the xbox side of it i think that's why we really haven't seen any real um major updates on something like hellblade 2 because that game is heavily based on all of the mo-capping that they do with uh with jergency right, and right. stuff inside of the game and stuff so i think you know any studio that has issues right now especially if they're heavily into mocap you're going to see this and like i said i appreciate him coming out like like i like what your tweet said you know you said that you know his personal business isn't something that we really need to know of but you you really um you really loved his candidates days when it came to basically just letting people know about that because as much as you know it's not our business stuff you know he understands and knows that a lot of people 
are really looking forward to this game. And he kind of, you know, has this understanding to himself and just gamers in general that, yo, I'm kind of one of the reasons why this kind of happened. And, um, you know, who knows when this game is actually going to really, truly release. But I think a lot of people kind of just took this, this information and, you know, did some stuff that didn't need to really happen with it. But I'm just happy to know that, you know, the game is still, you know, it's still coming, but, you know, I just hope he takes care of himself because that's the one thing about game development, everything. And a lot of things that a lot of these people don't really realize is, you know, this shows that Sony's willing to look out for people before the game, you know, they could have easily done mocap or something like that had somebody else come in and do the mocapping had because the voice and stuff probably was already done when it comes to being inside the studio they probably had to get some stuff done when it came to like voicing um kratos when it comes to um in the element of him doing the actual mocapping but um overall i just i like the fact that they said yo this isn't going to work unless he's here we're not going to do anything to try to force this situation to get the game out in, yeah we're not trying to do that we'll just like wait a similar stature or whatever to just do the like the, the movements and stuff yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah that's, cool. yeah that's cool and and i think that is the way that's that should be the beginning and end of the conversation just be happy that we're still getting a great game and um celebrating the fact that there is a publisher out there that will look out for people and not just the bottom line not saying the doubt the bottom line doesn't matter but they know overall that that game is going to be a better game if they do what they need to do when it comes to, you know, taking care of the people first. And I think that's yeah. always by, the thing. By the way, I, I did want to kind of address uh, morons out here. That, yeah, go ahead. And I'm not, I'm not going to say names because like the, the, the names of people who say things like this don't deserve to be to be said. But just like people saying, oh, well like trying to match up the timelines and say, oh, well, like that, that his 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 injuries and his surgeries don't have anything to do with it like are you you a medical professional do you know mm. how like they're not going to give him every surgery all at once like right some some people just really show their their lack of of intelligence mm. so easily and 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 yet they be the loudest people saying the most nonsense and, and it's just like what <laughs> Like, look, more than likely, and actually, I, I, that ain't even more than likely. I, my, my wife is a medical professional. I know this for a fact. They're not going to give him all the surgeries all at once. It's going to be a process. So, like, if he say it, 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 this started in August 2019, yeah. we don't know when he had his last surgery and last rehab. So, right, people need to just stop trying to, you know, console war over someone's health over a game being delayed or whether it wasn't a del it wasn't delayed have some class for for once in your your damn life and 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 act like an adult yeah yeah that's that's kind of the that's kind of the only thing that i um had to say about that but um um but shout out to uh, christopher Jeffer actually bringing that information to light you know without him saying that we would have never knew that this was part of the cause not the only probably cause but part of the cause of why this happened and you know what gamers are going to be a little bit more um flexible with the fact that this game is going to be delayed uh, to the point where whenever sony says it's ready it's ready because now they know there's more extraneous circumstance around the game versus it just being polished so that's always a great thing. But um Sony, 
Slow-mo, let me ask you something. How long ago <laughs> did we get a leaked, <laughs> a leaked picture that was up by accident of a studio being purchased by the name of Blue Point Games? Uh, I would say it was when it was supposed to be announcing the purchase of Housemark, which was what, like May? Yeah. And guess who got acquired today, slow-mo? Blue Point, like everyone knew. Like the, <laughs> the worst kept secret. Even the fake PlayStation Insiders nailed this one. Which oh, is Lord. like it's a layup at this point. I mean, like, how could you not get this one right? Clearly, Blue Point was going to be acquired. And and for good reason. Like, this is a very, very high quality developer, absolutely the best in the industry at taking established properties and remaking them and having them be high quality games that are modernized or not really modernized because they don't really change too much from what the game was before, but really bring a, a game back and, and, and it being just as good as it was before and really uh, satisfying that nostalgia factor that a lot of people will have like with the previous game and that that nostalgia fuels people into kind of almost kind of like really overblowing the game into something that it really isn't, but them be still being able to even satisfy those people too. Like blue point is really good. And I think, uh, I think there was a, a, outside of just that was the announcement that their next game is going to be, uh, not a remake. Yeah. The original, say, original IP. Well, well, they didn't say an original IP. What they said was it was going to be, uh, not a a remake, so it could end up being, say, a sequel to something. Oh, it could be, it could be. Uh, but it's, it's just definitely not going to be a remake or a remaster or something else, which is which is cool, which is interesting, which means we're going to get to see if Blue Point can create and not just recreate. You know, like they we know that they are excellent at recreating something that was already done, but can they make a good story on their own? Mm -hmm. Can they make uh, all new game design and game mechanics uh, that are solely their own and not uh, taking something from somewhere, something else and making sure that it works perfectly the way it should? You know, can they create environments that aren't a recreation of something else? Like this is an opportunity for them that, that I'm really interested in seeing how it turns out. Yeah, I, I just find it real funny that acquisition season turned around to be in Sony's favor and when it was supposed to be, you know, Microsoft's. <laughs> Shout out to Big Cloud in the chat. What's up, Big Cloud? What's up, Big Cloud, bro? How you well, doing, bot, man? Bot, bot Cloud is, is Oh, Bot Cloud? Wait, wait. Bot did cloud. did he did he cloud, did he have a, a change of um scenery on his console of choice or something? I have no idea. Cuz you know, know that where the, the Bot Cloud thing came from, but he's Bot Cloud now. Well, you you do realize that Big Cloud You do know that um, you know, Mr. Professional, you know, has one of the that man <laughs> His I don't know where his loyalties lie with it. He I don't think he really probably doesn't have any loyalties. At first, when I first met him, he was like all PC. Then he all of a sudden, you know, changed the channel over to a blue tint. So so now I'm thinking like, are you PlayStation? But now you're Xbox. Listen, man, I don't know what you are, Big Cloud, but I appreciate you being here because you're still part of the family. You scumcast for life, scum lord, and all that other good stuff. But um, so, so um, so when it comes to Blue Point. Do you think, well, first of all, by proxy, 
um, they acquired another studio through Fire Spice, Lomo. And I, this is something I didn't know because yeah, you had brought it up yeah. to me. But tell tell me how this kind of happened with the uh, acquisition by just owning Fire Spice. Uh, let me, let me, I'm trying to get the name of the studio, though, even though they're being kind of like uh, merged into. So this studio, they got acquired. I'm going to get their name in a minute, but they got acquired. And they got kind of merged into Fire Spike now, uh, boosting the number of developers at Fire Spike to like 250. Yeah. So let me go find them. That's real actually a pretty quick. big studio now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fire Spike wasn't a small studio anyway. They're, yeah. They're formerly uh, Sony Liverpool, mm -hmm. but uh, I I think now you can kind of expect because they've done some VR stuff before, and they I think their last game before they got acquired was not VR, but uh um there there's talk that they're doing like a, a narrative driven horror kind of game mm -hmm. uh so i it would surprise me at all if they are doing multiple multiple uh games so they're they're developing multiple games at this time i, I where is go go ahead and keep talking man I'm trying no to no no yeah you're good yeah, yeah but the one thing that I always say about acquisitions and stuff like this is always good for the end user because first of all, these studios um, have more budgeting, more funding to out to allow themselves to make the creative process a lot easier for themselves. So I know a lot of people sit there and say, well, okay, what kind of games do they make and stuff like that? And I, I really haven't heard anything negative or bad about people uh, talking about this studio or anything. I just think this is a, uh, another great move from Sony to tie up multiple developers. I mean, you see what they're doing, right? They're, yeah. they're acquiring studios that they, so they're, they're, they're definitely competing in this, 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 uh, era of, of consolidation. Consolidation. But yeah. But they're doing it differently, differently than the way Microsoft Microsoft's doing Tencent it. are doing it. Um, we, we also know that Netflix acquired night school studio, which yep. is the maker of oxen free and after party, a really light night school studio. They make really, really great stories in their games. Oxen free is a good game. Yes. Which kind of like it, it, it's a, it's a good fit with Netflix. If you think about it, cause Netflix, Netflix has a kind of like interactive tv shows like they they had a black mirror episode that was kind of like a game like kind of like a telltale game mm -hmm. um i think it, i can't remember the name of it but uh they also have uh my kids like watching bear versus wild which is like a kid's show that's nature uh education bear, kind of bear grills grills no, bear, bear versus wild is what it's called. Oh, so not the, not the bear. The Okay. I know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. Yeah. And my, my kids watch it and like get to watch this crazy guy, like, like do all kinds of wild stuff that I would never, uh, ever in my life do, but you get to choose what he does next kind of stuff. And so like, they're now gone a step from that to now they're acquiring studios. And I, I could definitely see, like, if you look at Oxenfree, that's a game that could run on your mobile phone. Yeah, that's a game. Actually, it is on your mobile phone, actually. But it could, it you could, I could easily see that game being streamed through Netflix, and and you using just touch screens to to do it, or watching it on your smart TV and having using your remote to control the characters because there's nothing like quick twitch that you really need to do with those kind of games. They're very, very narrative like driven kind of games. So 
Like you're you're seeing this acquisition season going on, and Sony's doing it their way. They are acquiring studios they have relationships with. Firespite was kind of newish, but as I said before, they're former Sony Liverpool, so they had a relationship with a lot of people there. That still kind of fits. Housemark has been essentially a, a exclusive second party developer for PlayStation for years. So as uh, Blue Point, they're only acquiring developers that they actually have relationships with. Uh, Arrive is the same. So you're saying Microsoft acquiring Bethesda wasn't organic. See, this mm-hmm. is people just because I say they're doing this thing and I say that Microsoft is doing something different doesn't mean that that wasn't organic. They do right. have a relationship with Bethesda, but Bethesda also was a multi-plat publisher. So it's still different. What would have been the same as Sony is if, like, back in the day, Microsoft would have, if Microsoft would have acquired BioWare. Right. That would have been the same because at, up until the point where EA took over BioWare, BioWare had only made games for Xbox. So if they would have acquired them at that time, that would have been the same as what has happened with Sony and Housemark and Sony and Bluepoint. Now, Bethesda, them having a, a great relationship with Zenimax is akin to Square Enix having a great relationship with Sony. Now, if Sony went and acquired Square Enix, then we could say they're kind of doing the same thing. But I don't think Sony would ever do anything like that. The most they're going to do is continue to, to lock down timed exclusives for a lot of Square Enix's games. Right. And that's cheaper. And that doesn't, they don't have to spend billions upon billions of dollars to make that happen, to keep that from their competitor. They can just keep it from the competitor up until the point where that game is no longer uh, a hot commodity. And then it finally shows up on the competitor's uh, platform. So like I said, they're doing things different. Like Microsoft is looking for filling out a portfolio. They're trying to, they, they got a lot of developers now. They're trying to get more well, and, publishers too, but even the developers they got haven't put out games yet. So, or they put out like, games on other platforms already and they got to wait. Exactly. But even, even then you kind of see some of the, some of the pedigree of these developers with Deathloop and Psychonauts 2, where these games have been. Uh, reviewed fairly well, uh, received fairly well by a lot of people, and so you know what what they have in store. Now, just that uh, last year with with Wasteland Three, and you see that they out of worlds. Um, by the way, they pumped um, money into these developers and their games to have them reach a little a bit of a higher quality than they were before, and you can kind of see the potential here where if Microsoft just continues to stay out of the way of these developers, give them the creative freedom that they need, um, and you and the high-quality ones, they have like Obsidian and and uh, Arcane will will flourish in that. Uh, I think what I've, what I've always said about them is that that's a double-edged sword when you don't really give any guidance because then I think like the compulsion, you're good? Okay. Yeah, the, I think that the compulsions in the Undead Labs are not at a place where they they can just be given the creative freedom to do whatever without some kind of guidance to help them make sure that that game is is, is of utmost quality when it comes out. But I this again goes to why Sony and Microsoft are doing things differently. They're in two different places. So 
they they need to if they're going to be acquiring developers to try to protect what they have from the right. competition, not just Microsoft, but Tencent, not just, you know, and um, um, Amazon is still out there. You, you, Embracer Group, who has like a thousand developers under their belt. Like, there's a lot of competition for developers out there. And so that, that that's what they're doing. What, what do you think about about Bluepoint, man? No, uh, so going back to so I want to say something that Rodimus just said. He said, um, "Slow mo, are you saying that Microsoft acquiring Bethesda I, I wasn't already, a granted?" Yeah, no, I seen it. No, I was gonna say with that, I think that was one of the organic ones because they had such a good working relationship with them over the course of a generation and a half, going all the way back to xbox 360 and even original xbox when it came to uh oblivion so of all of the platform all of the ones that they made um you know lately i think those have been all really good moves but i just think when it comes to uh blue point in the acquisition of them i just feel like it is a great move because it it fills a need that sony has especially when it comes to the um the making of recreation of games has already been made a studio that can like kind of port their stuff over at like nixus that actually they did um earlier this year to help them port games over to uh pc you have a development house that can bring back older ips and refresh yep. them for a new generation bring all those games over here yep, br yep. bring all those games over and then mm -hmm. um and then it just it then like you said depending on what their um next fully feature ip that they create is actually going to be it actually makes them stand out amongst all the other studios and stuff and plus it's something new it's something more refreshing that people didn't get a chance to really see from them so i think that's all also a good thing i think when it comes to like the comparison between what xbox is doing and what sony is doing you hit it right on the head but i also think if you think about it a little bit more xbox is trying to fill a portfolio because game pass is the platform and game pass and when you have it's just like disney plus how do you make the platform take off you don't just go out and just bring in middle of the line developers that nobody really truly knows anything about because it would take that those people have to be convinced by playing those games or even being interested in those games to make you want to come to the platform subscribe to the platform but if you do that with something like bethesda you do that with something like um like um like a whole bunch like ninja theory or something like that games studios that people already know and love when it comes to the games that they put out it kind of makes it like oh i can't wait to see what next game that they do this is one of my favorite developers you know you see Deathloop because of the pedigree that arcane has out there it makes people excited to actually jump into a service like that on top of the other things that they do when it comes to like the games we talked about today when it comes to scarlet nexus and um and marvel's avenger you know those are acquisitions in themselves because because those are games that are being put into a platform that normally wouldn't be available to you unless you paid for them. So that's the direction that Microsoft is going in where Sony is saying, listen, we want to build an experience that people, um, that people want to pay big money to be a part of. You know, when it comes to going to the movie theater and seeing that movie, like when we went to go see Endgame and we went to go see Infinity War, the first place you saw that movie for most people was not going to be on your living room couch. You weren't going to wait for the movie to come, go out, let all your friends go see it and come home and be like, I'll just wait for it to hit DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah, you didn't want to risk the, the, the spoilers. Well, I mean, it was like, exactly. It was, it was hard enough 
avoiding spoilers before the actual game. I mean, uh, the movie came out. In the theater. There's people just spoil. You'd be watching a random YouTube video. Get a spoiler. Look nothing at- to do with Marvel, and somebody in the chat be like, "Iron Man dies at the end." Like, damn it, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> just like can't avoid it. well it, so, yeah, it, yeah. Okay. yeah so but that's the thing for me that's what sony is trying to do sony wants that to be an ex- like like remember what um what um jim ryan said he was like you know sony games are experiences we want them to be must-see blockbuster tv type events and stuff and that's not and every studio is not going to give you that but they want the perception of that to be what it's going to be with all of their studios when they bring out a game. Some studios are going to hit like that because they have the names behind them, like the Naughty Dogs, the Asamiacs, the Santa Conico Studios, uh, even Sucker Punch. They have that name behind them. They're trying to build more studios like that. And I think that's the thing that they are trying to do. And it's not saying that Microsoft isn't trying to do the same thing, but Microsoft is trying to acquire the studios that have already done that. Sony's trying to build studios from the ground up to actually do it um, organically uh, to fit the needs of what they're doing. And that's what, you know, the difference between the two platforms, neither, neither one is wrong. Um, they're both very, um, they're very, they're very much unique in their own ways that they're going about it. But I'm just happy to see, you know, studios be celebrated for the games that they put out. Blue point did an amazing job. I think people are finally seeing games like, um, like days gone uh especially since it came over to pc after all the patches and um it running on a ps5 people are looking at that game differently now you know when it first came out that game was a hot mess but people look at it now it's like yo if this game came out in the state that it is and right now this game would be this game would be freaking amazing no this is that everyone there's a question in the chat no i see a rodman said who killed iron man no, no, this. <laughs> oh, what happened? Shout out, shout out to RRD because I I heard you say this and I was like I'm not he's he's on a roll so I'm not going um I'm not going to. What did you. I what did I say? You, instead of saying Santa Monica, you said Santa Hanukkah. I did say Santa. <laughs> and RRD in the chat just quoted it. Santa Hanukkah. <laughs> Imagine that that was the name of the studio. Said I had to put a red hat on it, man. That's all you gotta do. Red hat <laughs> on it with a with a nice little green little ball at the end of it. Put it on Kratos's head, you know. Oh <laughs> Santa Hanukkah right. Studios. So the the question the question that, uh, from Zero Cool was if if Xbox buys another studio, which is there's no if that's definitely it's definitely gonna happen. happen. Um, who you guys think it is? And then he says Blue Point is a great developer too. I do agree about that. Uh, What's going on, Lady Foxfire? Nice to see you here. Lady Foxfire's in the house. What's up? Um, yeah, I I don't I think they might acquire Sobo next. I think they need to acquire Sobo next. Yeah, Sobo's good. Sobo is a big developer. They already have a ten-year contract with them for them um, for flight to, sim. to develop for flight simulator, which is you know that's crazy. Some people say it's not a game, and I I don't care. I, I'm never well, they even said it's not a game. But, well, yeah, but they came out and said it's a simulator, which it technically is. But yeah, you but, you you like, install I, I it on a console, that's, that's, then it's that's a game not here or there. Like it's the Xbox division is is developing it or publishing it, so it's, it's a game. It's a game, but. 
that's uh it's apparently very well done you're never gonna catch me um um finding out so it is what you you won't play flight sim you don't want to you don't want to fly over your house at at no 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 at 20 knots and see how fast that really feels no you should fly over your house just to see if the solar panels are there i uh they probably are and uh um no (laughs) i won't find out but uh (laughs) They they got that, so you might as well lock them down. But but regardless of that, they they make really they make a really cool um they made a really cool indie game called Plague Tale Innocence. Uh, yes, if you haven't heard about it. Really good. Plague Tale Innocence is, is is pretty good. I think uh I think a Plague Tale was good for what they were able to achieve as an indie developer with a limited budget. But like the sequel that they're working on, that's going to be in. I think they said that's going to be in game pass at launch right yep they did yeah that so i want a little bit more out of that like there a, a plague's tale had like these these situations where like with the rats and the fire where it was more like a puzzle like you had to get past a certain area the way they wanted you to get past that certain area mm-hmm. i want them to kind of expand beyond that give you a, a few more options and how to to get through certain situations uh story-wise i thought the game was on point and and the, the storytelling of voice acting was was was, was top-notch but uh, from a, a game perspective i want a little bit more from that next one and hopefully hopefully they'll be able to achieve that uh with a bigger budget but i think I think when you have a developer that's got that kind of shows that kind of potential and they do something a little bit different than what your other developers in your your portfolio already do, then I think that that's somebody you might want to, you know, lock in to to make sure that stuff is exclusive to you. Now, what do you think? uh, What do you think is is the uh, um, the next one they're going to acquire? Oh, man. So many. I see people saying WB. I. I did. They need okay, so they don't need all of WB, but I just I truly feel like they and this isn't just that I want Mortal Kombat to be <laughs> on Xbox. I just feel like at a certain point, are you just gonna give up all of the the shooters to PlayStation? Are you I mean not shooters, all of the fighting games to PlayStation? Are you gonna is PlayStation gonna be the only place to play for the most part all fighting games? Because in my opinion, Mortal Kombat is like the last hope that they have because I, and I also think that would help them with Killer Instinct too, because I think, you know, it's a shame that Killer Instinct hasn't been a game that has been even thought of since earlier parts of the last generation, you know, and it's a, it's a dang good IP. I love that IP a lot. I really didn't like it as much in arcades, but when it came to Xbox, I loved it. I played it a lot. Iron Galaxy did an amazing job of making that game before they got um before they got bought up by Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I feel like not only would that help them um just be able to help with the um Killer Instinct IP. But it would do a lot for just bringing over another IP when it comes to like Mortal Kombat or something that something that has a big name like Street Fighter being on PlayStation. That's a big name now yeah. with and it's one of the parts of WB that 
is not really i mean it's intellectual property because marvel combat does have movies and stuff but the ip is more tied to video games than it is to movies the video games came first and were made off of that so it's not something that they can't you know they have the you know wb has the license for that they can actually you know sell all that wholesale to microsoft and i always felt like that is the studio that makes the most sense to buy. Are there other studios out there that definitely would fit the bill for Microsoft to pick up? Like you said, a Soba and everything. Absolutely. Well, isn't it, isn't the whole WB thing already kind of decided? Like as far as, cause I feel like they, no, they, it, it, it's, they did it is, it is, they did. They, it, it is. That's the thing though. It's like, I know a lot of people talk about when it comes to all the other IPs and stuff, I think that they did say that they were the IPs, but the studios themselves, the studios like themselves two of them have already been sold off, been sold like, off. But, yeah, but that's the, ones, well, but. that's the thing. Another realm is still there. And, and that's, and that's why, that's why I don't talk about WB in general. Just all they need is if they could just get another realm, it would do worlds for xbox because i really feel like they could use monolith games more than uh um well no no because monolith okay well i just feel like monolith yeah because they make um they make the uh shadow of mordor games right. which are really really good if, if you didn't play them they're really good but and if they, they have acquired them then they will be acquiring that license uh uh the uh the patent for the would the they system. oh for yeah. the nemesis system yeah for the nemesis yeah. system they would but let me ask you this what's more important do you do you think they need more a studio that can give them more like what mortal kombat can give them or do they need a studio like nether realm because i just feel like they have a bunch of studio not saying that another realm couldn't give them not another realm, like monolith couldn't give them something that they don't have you know they can share that that tech i think you're looking at more the tech side of it where I all those other studios those developers excel at games that that and genres that they don't quite really address they right don't now. address right now and I, but i think what monolith could do would be more it could cross over between all the other yeah, all the other it, studios it, it would more be more popular because like I, I look maybe this is my i'm a bit biased here and i'll admit that because i don't really care for fighting games anymore i haven't really played them since i was in high school but uh i don't really care for fighting games that much but i but all that aside i kind of feel like a game like uh uh shadow of war it has more appeal across all game demographics of gamers then then you know like yeah mortal kombat is mortal kombat it's got a long it's a long-staying ip um and they do a great job with injustice that's another and, one you you could yeah but, but then these are still these are but you wouldn't IPs. get that right like you're not getting you wouldn't get injustice because that's tied into yeah. the wb licensing with batman which, and everything which, which which we could discuss the fact that like you know sony and marvel are real real cozy right now yeah and, you're, and they're the only ones that don't have an exclusive marvel or exclusive superhero uh game at all and they could go the dc route to kind of satisfy that that uh outcry from the xbox community so maybe that is something they want might want to like maybe not actually buy the, the entire license but get a contract for that license for like say like a decade or something but then get the studio to make the games for it too so if you oh, yeah. acquire the studio 
and then have that studio start building their own IP while they're also continuing to uh, make the license games that you got the contract for. Then you can kind of choose after a decade whether you want to re-up on that or not. Right. Capotos. Yeah, well, no, I'd say Capono said you would think 23 studios is enough. I I would tell you, Capono, that 23 studios can be enough if you hit the goals that you want to hit. But until you hit that goal, you keep growing. 23 studios give them, and look, look, you you, you and I said this back on BRAP like two years ago. When they, when they, the first time we ever heard of what their goals were with Game Pass, we heard that they wanted to have one AAA game every quarter. Every quarter. And we laughed because back then they only had, they had just acquired. They had 15 there. No, they didn't even have that. Oh, they didn't have, oh, that was before. Yeah, that was before the E3. They had just acquired Ninja Theory, Playground, Compulsion, Undead, and, and announced the creation of the initiative. And so that got them up to like nine studios at that point. And we were just like, yo, you gotta have like at least 20. To even, yeah, uh, uh, get close to yeah, try. and then and then you gotta hope that nothing gets delayed, that which is going to happen. Then you gotta hope that there's going to be no games that go into development hell. Then you gotta hope that every single studio is going to be knocking it out of the park. That's just like it's not reality. So you need kind of a little bit more than that, really. And if their goal is one AAA game every quarter, can twenty three studios do that? Maybe. Yeah. But so far what we know is they haven't even got close to that yet. Right. So yeah, continue to keep uh building until um <laughs> until you get there. I think and I think they they've mentioned this before that it's important for them to not just build but support the studios that they they've already acquired and making the content because that's the that's the other half of it. Now you got the studios. Now you need to make sure those studios have everything they need to fully achieve their goals and and actually actually make great games. Actually be what you hope they were they're going to be when you acquired them. Nah. So, so it's there's, a, there's, there's levels to it. Yeah, Zero Cool said Monolith would be a big pickup and I mean after after hearing you when you when you as much as Mortal Kombat would be like you said it would be a great get because it would definitely fill a need for not just a IP that they'll be bringing that a lot of people love it would also fill a need just for them to bring over and start probably hopefully development on Killer Instinct again I do think the I didn't think about the monolith side of it due to the fact that that engine and being able to use the um, nemesis system could help in more games than just what they're making, you know. Can you imagine right. can so you imagine you that, that in yeah. You get that, yeah, you get that that patent and now you can use that and say the coalition's next game if you wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could use that in uh in, I mean look, I'm just throwing this out there. Indiana Jones, I don't know why you would, but like, I mean, like Indy got a lot of nemesis in the game, so <laughs> you can you can you can bring bear a lot of stuff. Indy, so. Indy gets knocked out by uh by a, a, a Nazi, and now that Nazi comes back, he's a he, he was a soldier before. Now he's a now he's, he's a general. He's a general in the fourth in the fourth <laughs> platoon. <laughs> no, you know you can, but if you you get that light that uh that pad, you can use it however you want. Right, Those, exactly. Your studios can choose to use it however they want. Yeah. So closing out that, I think in general, it's just really good that Sony's making 
making these moves that people are definitely enjoying and Microsoft will do the same thing and we'll hear more in the future on that. Uh, moving over to the next topic, we got Phil Spencer talking about Japanese games being brought to the Xbox. He was talking, um, he did an interview, um, basically talking about Tokyo Game Show and how important it was. He said the Tokyo- Did you watch that? I did. Um, I, 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 did I watched it too after the fact. I ain't watch, it was four in the morning. Yeah, it was really four, it was four in the morning. That was not, that was four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, he, so I watched the replay. Exactly. He said the Tokyo Game Show is an important part of our uh, commitment to the Japanese market and the Asian region overall. It is an honor to support the show and our Japanese partners. We're working with Japanese publishers every single day to increase our lineup of Japanese games on Xbox. We know it's really important to fans and customers on Xbox, and this is something we want to do. So this has been a, a long standing conversation with between Xbox and China and J and Japan and just Korea in general. They do a lot better in Korea and Asia and stuff like that. But when it comes to Japan, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's slim pickings. It is, it's even infecting the PS5 over there because a lot of people are mobile over there compared to um uh, the switch and everything the ps5 has done very well so like like they're it has selling, done they're selling well it's, over it's, there it's, it's it's selling out although I, i'm pretty sure they didn't supply japan as, with as many units as they did uh america and europe but still it's uh it's for, still for the, the demand that they have it's not sitting on shelves over there either yeah um, and and I, I think uh i think they've said multiple times before in regards to xbox it's the fastest growing market for Xbox, which, you know, you can look at it two ways. You can look at it like it's, it is what it is. That's great that it is growing over there and they are addressing some of the, the issues with, say, like localization. I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but uh, other, um, but otherwise, like, I mean, the their presence in Japan was so abysmal that any kind of improvement will make it the fastest growing market that you have just because it was that bad before. But if you, if you watch the Tokyo game show, they're, they're with their showcase for Tokyo game show, they came out and they showed a little bit of Redfall. nothing like, I don't think any gameplay really. Like, no, but, nothing like real. Like little, little quick, you know, shots of it. But one of the developers from arcane Austin came out and said that they were fully local localizing Redfall for uh, Japan. Um, they're getting uh, separate voice actors to uh, do the Japanese, and they showed that trailer that we had seen at E3 with the Japanese voice actors actually doing the the voices for the the main four characters that are are the the protagonists in the game. Uh, so I think that's a that's that's a step in the right direction because previously a lot of their games over there did not have any localization. And, and so if you're, I mean, of course you got some people that know English there, but if you really want to make a, have a presence in that area, you need to actually address the culture of, of the Japanese and appeal to them in a way that they want to be appealed to have games actually uh, being played in the language that's native to them make games that they enjoy and a lot of the games that uh, Americans enjoy aren't always the games that they care about so you know there, there's a lot of like first party PlayStation games that are amazing that don't do super well in Japan just because it's not really 
you know, there's not a lot of demand for those kind of games there. So you have to kind of appeal to that. I did see a lot of games that I had never heard before. Not a lot, a few, doing the, Tokyo, the Xbox Tokyo Game Show that look like there'll be games that it looks like the Japanese would, would be into. And so it's, it seems like they're trying to address it. Now, whether it turns out to to bear fruit or not remains to be seen, but I, I think it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to KSI Day with the $5 Super Chat. Just got done with the reel. I'm I'm, uh, I'm so about to start watching from the beginning. Salute to the Dynamic Duel. Appreciate shout you. Shout out to Kiyosante. Yeah. yeah. I got I got to watch on the reel uh, uh, tomorrow morning with him and the homie Everborn, uh, the, the the king of slander, as, as they like to say. <laughs> listen, man, I'm not, look, okay, if you still listen to this, man, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna need you to tell Mister Everborn that he need to stay out of these spaces, man. <laughs> this man, he, this man, I swear he be a more. I don't even does does that man do anything? Does he play games? Does he work? Because every time I look into a space, is he up there talking to somebody in a space? Shout out to that dude. Shout out to all of you guys. Shout out to um, shout out to the um for them in their show that they do. It's on Saturdays, right? Yeah, Saturdays at ten a.m. Uh, what's the name? of I feel from reading the name, but there's so many shows that's going around. Um, what's the name of their oh, show, Slomo? On Saturday. Yeah. Him and K- him and um, Everborn. Uh, you know what? I I know. I look it up real quick, cause I I I tune in just to argue with them. With to argue with them, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, nah, I don't even let me let me find it. Let me find it. It's like I just I just look at it as um the the KS Sante and Everborn show. That's what I look at it as. Like you know, it reminds the gaming, me of, the gaming circle podcast. Yeah, the gaming circle podcast, and um. It just reminds me of uh, me and Slow Mo when we first met each other. That <laughs> that's exactly what their dynamic is, and it's so good. But uh, shout out to you for coming through, bro. Um, but no, when it comes to the the statements around Japanese, it's Microsoft. Man, I got to give it to them, man. They aren't going to give up the ghost on this one. They, I guess, they finally came to the the. I think they finally came to the consideration that. It's a bigger, even though they don't sell enough there, it's still the fact that it's a, you want to at least have a presence there because the moment you just give up on it, you're literally just giving up on a whole region. Yeah. You know, you, it's like, we always tell you, um, have your name, even if your your name isn't spoken loudly, at least let it be spoken because it, cause you never know what person can go to the store and be like, you know, talking about Xbox is like, you know, I, I, you know, I got an Xbox, you know, how do you like it? And that could be the person that convinces another person to get it. And we all know how word of mouth goes. It just, it, it literally intensifies as more and more people talk about it. If it's something they liked it, it happens. Um, it just, for the longest, it just seemed like they would never make any real headway and who knows how much headway they're really making. Now they talk about it, how it's the biggest market that they're, you know, that, that they're growing in as of right now, but they haven't really been growing in that market. So it really doesn't take a lot to do it, but I, yeah, any growth, any is, growth is, is ridiculous like growth that. there. Yeah. So for me, it just comes down to, I'm just happy they didn't give up on it. And, um, I, I think part of the reason the S is the way it is is because they built it with that particular fan base in mind. 
because of the situation in the housing and stuff, you know, your, your, your biggest, your, your top of the line system is literally like a refrigerator in our house probably because I think it's huge. Um, but the S fix it fits it very, very well. And, um, game pass being a portable thing that you could use in multiple ways, uh, either on a PC They're or console to appeal to how they like the game too. Cause like they, if you saw, they actually had like a full fledged commercial. That yes. Was like a good two minutes long of just Japanese gamers playing. But the last time uh, we got X a commercial Cloud. that long. <laughs> like never. <laughs> right. <laughs> never like, know too well. Playing playing xCloud and Game Pass in various different ways on laptops, tablets, phones, uh the actual consoles like they they were it was it was a, a well done commercial but it, it re, if you're a Japanese game you're looking at that just like oh I that the implication is that I can play these games on on damn near anything. Right. And so and so when you you have a a market where the market leader is a hybrid console handheld then you you need to kind of present an option where your games can be played in something that is not strictly just a console and i think that was a that's a, a smart idea for them i think if they're ever going to get any kind of foothold of any kind of real market share in japan it's going to have to be something like that where right. it's the, the mobile aspect of their platform is what and with games that the Japanese actually want to play, uh, the combination of those two things is what is what have to be uh, successful for them. Mm, that's true. That's true. So in general, I think it's it's a it's a good move that they're doing what they're doing, and uh, it's only going to be it's only going to be it only can go up from here. Can it really go down? I think it really is going to take off when um, Game Pass they finally get the situation where that is a. Um, a highly contributor to what they're doing inside of the gaming space, especially in other countries, you know, because things like xCloud really haven't taken off as much as I know Microsoft wants it to. They just pretty much came out of beta where it's available everywhere. And once um, we can get off a browser um, for Apple, which I know is probably going to be something in the future because they were talking about that in the court cases with um, between Epic and Apple. And that being one of the things that the, um, the judge talked about, um, the monopoly of that, I think you'll start seeing moves in that direction where they can get it actually native on the phone and stuff. And that's where I think it really, really will take off. But in general, it's a good thing. You really can't say it's anything, but that as much as it still doesn't sell as much as any other platform does there. Nintendo runs circles around them due to the fact that their system is geared to the way of life in um in markets like that so yeah. um so last topic we're gonna talk about the video game awards the vgas tim keely tim keely you know who tim keely is listen no 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 tim no no listen no tim keely no tim no tim keely is my regional director at gamestop my my uh, boss's boss so whenever i say Whenever I hear Keeley, it's Tim. It's always Tim. Even though in Jeff's name is Jeff Keeley, it's Tim Keeley, and they're spelled completely different. So, no, Jeff Keeley's awards um, are the ones that's going to be on December 9th. And there's been a lot of discussion inside of the gaming sphere, Twitter, spaces, and all that other stuff like that about the games that we think will be nominated for Game of the Year. 
Uh, Slomo, you have been a very, very big component of saying that there's going to always be that one uh, situational indie that here that that give me one that's going to be there um, for everybody to basically just wrap around and say, hey, this is the indie of the year that should be there and probably won't win pretty much just like how uh, Hades was last year and stuff. So and Celeste the year before and Celeste the year before that. And I think the last time an indie actually, what was the last time? Can we really say that um, Walking Dead was an indie game? Yeah, because yeah. that was the but last one that actually won it. Telltale was, yeah, at the time, Telltale yeah. Games were at that time, yeah, they were absolutely they were absolutely an indie game, studio. and that was the last one yeah. that actually won that award at the Game Awards. Two thousand eleven, I think. Yep. Ever since then, it's been pretty much big title after big title. That's kind of won yeah. it. So, um, starting with you, what do you think? Um, what do you think the uh, nominations are going to be? Uh, what for, the early, the for the stuff that's already out as of right now. Uh, let's see here. I think five uh, games for, for game of the year. Yeah, five games are going to be nominated. We'll, we'll at least say five Resident games. Evil Village is a lock. That I think that game is a lock for 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 game uh, for game of the year nomination. I think Ratchet and Clank will, will get the nod uh, because Insomniac is is beloved now. Yep. Um, if they if they weren't, uh, um, they were highly favored before, but I think they're beloved now, um, mm -hmm. based on how they performed early on in the uh, this new this new generation. I think Psychonauts two would get the nod, mm -hmm. uh, based upon how how well the gaming media received it, uh, and its overall quality. Out of the indie category, it's only one that I can think of. Well. Well, one of them I haven't played yet, so it could be that one too. I think Death's Door is going to get the nod for indie. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think it's the best indie game to come out this year. It might be the best game this year, period, in, in some people's eyes. But I think that it will be the one the one indie game that will get it. There's going to be a lot of games that are going to be deserving this year that aren't even going to get nominated. But mm -hmm. I think Death's Door. What am I up to now? I said Rational Clank, Death's Door, Resident Evil. You got the four. Psychonauts yeah. four. One more. Yep. Either Deathloop or or Returnal. I think it'll be Deathloop. You think it'll be Deathloop? I think. I mean, it I could. I don't think. I don't think Deathloop is a game of the year nominee. Just me personally. Like I, I it's uh, not that game at all. Yeah. I, I. It's. I don't think either of those games really are like either of those two return or Deathloop are deserving of game of the year, but uh, I, I definitely can see one of them getting the nod or wait, no scratch that. I completely forgot. I forgot the Nintendo effect. No, I, so, like, there you go. Let's go. Which one do so you think it's going to be though? There's always a token indie and there's always a token in Nintendo game that gets the nod. Yep. Let's go. And, and I have no, but probably Metro Dread. Metroid Dread. I don't think it's gonna you know, be Metroid Dread. Look, just, just take a, a random Nintendo exclusive. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not gonna win, but it's gonna get nominated just because they love Nintendo like that. Unless, so, yeah. yeah. Unless Metroid Dread comes out and blows everybody away. Okay, so Mize, I, I agree. Ratchet and Clank. I do think that's gonna be up there because how can you not have Asamiyad be a part of that? Especially when all the rage, especially with it being one of the few PlayStation 5 only exclusives that came out this year. Uh, I, 
yeah, I think that it, it's, and I think the sales are going to hold up to that too. So I think that's one. I do agree with you on the indie token. I think it's going to be Death's Door because of all of the games, the moment I saw that game the first time, knowing nothing about it, all I saw was a crow with a lightsaber in his hand and it looked cool. And when I played it, it was even cooler. So I think um, that game is, I think that game for a lot of people, they slept on it. And I think it's a, and it was a cheap game too. It's 20 bucks, especially if you got it before it came out, bought it when it was on sale for 16, it was even more of a better uh, value at that point. So I think Death's Door is the other one. Resident Evil, definitely agree with. I think uh, Village uh, cinematically really stands out when it comes to. going to win. That, you that, said, is my opinion. I, I think it's already, unless something that hasn't come out yet. Takes the place of it. I agree with that. Yeah, that really, really blows people away. I can't think of a single game that's yet to come out before the deadline that can do that. I don't think that's Battlefield 2042. No, I don't think Call of Duty's never going to get nominated. It's just not, never again. It's too, it's too oversaturated. The, the 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 people who vote for this don't even consider Call of Duty. Uh, Forza Horizon, as I told uh, Arrivals in the chat, racing games are look this look. Keeley's Awards is biased. They have they have a, they have a section that for that. <laughs> yeah, there's certain genres that just don't get nominated for Game of the Year. And, yeah. and racing games are are one of those 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 genres. It's never going to get nominated. So, uh, like last Forza Horizon three and four, ninety rated racing games, not even not even nominated. So Forza Horizon five, it's it's not getting a nomination. It's just it is, it is what it is. Six. <laughs> Far Cry six. six. If there was a Razzie award for for video games, that that would be what Far Cry six would get nominated for. But no, um. So I'm up. To I don't see anything else really that's that's coming out. Uh, that's still coming up. That is worthy. I'm about to ask you to start looking up what's the. So I think so. So I said, um, Death's Door, Resident Evil, and um, and Ratchet and Clank. For my Mario, get my Nintendo game. I think Mario's Bowser Inside Fury is gonna be up there. I think that's gonna make it because that came out after the VGAs are right. It came out after the deadline, so I think you know I think that game's gonna hit. I think that game's Why gonna not? hit it because the game itself was great, but the Bowser Fury part was so good, so freaking good, bro. A lot of people didn't get I know and there's a lot of people especially here that didn't get a chance to play anything like that but outside for her Mario games it really does stand out and I think the only thing that will take its place is Metroid Dread and that's if Metroid Dread just does something that a lot of people don't expect um it's something completely new and different I think that's the case for that and um I think one of the games that you played this year and Taz is one of Taz's favorite games I think Scarlet Nexus is going to be up there game of the year i think so scar no i Look, love that game Scarlet Nexus is one of the top three games i played this year but nominated for game of the year no you don't think no, so no why not no. why not it's a, because it's an rpg so 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 we're gonna say that just because it's an rpg it can't get nominated for game of the year it, it, it would have to be a RPG with a massive IP to get nominated. Not necessarily. Like, 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 Final, like Final Fantasy 7 
Not necessarily because I mean, just, I mean, we never like Sekiro was one of those or Sekiro, however you want to pronounce it, was one of those games that a lot of people didn't know anything about. Soulsborne games weren't all the rage oh, back really? then, and that game hit game of the year. RPGs, though. But like, it's not even an RPG. It's like a soul genre now. Yeah, so it's like, a soul genre now, but people and, didn't and, know anything about that, and they made it. Like, Okay, here's the other thing, right? Oh, so we're gonna go off the the popularity of the con of the of the, uh, of, the of the of developer at this point now. Yeah, yeah, yes. Look, look, they there are developers that get passes. I'm not saying a, a, a Sekiro was not uh, not uh, um, popular, deserving, deserving. It, it definitely deserving. was deserving of the game of the it year. Was it definitely got deserving, but I, but there's some developers that just that they they get whatever, like they they they're, they're beloved. From Software is now beloved. At one point, it was Blizzard. That ain't happening no more for obvious reasons. At, for at, obvious. At, at one point, uh, CD Projekt Red was one of them. After Cyberpunk, never again. Um, Rockstar is one of them. Um, Naughty Dog is one of them. No matter what they do, it is. And not saying they don't deserve the accolades, but you you just know they're they're getting even if the game disappointed a little bit it's still getting a nod bethesda proved year after game release after release that bethesda game studios was a beloved studio of the gaming media and that i don't think they ever deserved it all right so but, if all right so if i go off of your not if i go off of what you're saying mm -hmm. if i had to take because i i truly believe that scarlet nexus will be there but if it isn't there it's going to be replaced with definitely yeah I, I I just don't get why you think. Look, I don't. No, no, no. I don't think. I like, like I said, Nexus being in the running for RPG of the year. I just think like, that, yeah, that I that's just a, that's a bet. Like it will definitely be nominated for that, and probably lose the Tales of Arise probably. But but would it lose the Tales of? But would it lose the Tales of Arise due to just the name that it being Tales though? No, but this is probably the. I mean, a, a lot of people feel like this is the best Tales game. And I haven't ever. played. That's what I'm saying. I haven't played Tales of Arise yet. I, I mean, for, for, like I said, I only played like two or three hours so far. So far, I think it's really good. Uh, I, I'm not saying it's better than, than Scarlet Nexus, but I'm not looking at it strictly from my point of view. I'm looking at it from like a a overall point of view of like what gaming media tends to do when it comes to the Keeley Awards, uh, the video game awards, and what like I, I tend to see over time. And what I tend to see over time is that certain developers are always favored. Right. Slack girl say I'm getting mad. Yeah, he said, why is Slumbo getting mad? I'm not mad. <laughs> I, I'm not even talking like aggressively. Nah. I'm just saying. They're used, to, uh, they're used um, to you in these spaces, man. Raising I, your voice. I'm, I, I, I'm I'm just being honest here. I, I really enjoy Scarlet Nexus. I sung his praises earlier in the show. I don't think it's going to get nominated for Game of the Year. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't. It's not that kind of game that gets that kind of nomination. But if it is nominated, I will take the L and say I was absolutely wrong. But yeah, I, you'll I be happy. You'll be happy about I, it too. Yeah, I I think I can see it getting some soundtrack nominations. Soundtrack's really good. Music's really good. Excellent. Excellent music. Uh, RPG nominee, I think it's a lock for that. Game of the year? Nah. 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 So Look, when Fire Emblem Three Houses doesn't even get a nomination, I'm 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 like I'm really like the last I think the last one that what did it what else what else came out that year? 
Discover Lisa. Elysium. They yeah. They nominated a Game of the Year nomination. Yeah. That one is that's probably one of the highest. I, I still have yet to play that. But that's probably one of the most highest rated RPGs. I've ever I seen. think Disco Elysium comes out. It's going to be nominated. It could be nominated for this year because it came out late last year. It wasn't on last year. No, Disco Elysium. No. That, that, Are you that sure? Initially came out like two years ago, I think. Well, it depends on. Yeah. It was a, uh, a, a PC exclusive. Oh, okay. So it did. Okay. Got it. Just, so it's it coming just, to console. It's just, it's just coming to, to the, uh, the console. Oh, that's what it is. It just came to console. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It came out in October in 2019. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it can't win then. Cause this is already and it won a released. bunch of awards in 2019. It won RPG of the year. It won narrative of the year. It won a whole bunch of stuff. They, 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 I think they swept every category they were in. That's right. a game of the year. I don't think they actually even got a game of the year now, now that I think about it. Mm. Interesting. All right. Well, actually, now I'm about to look it up, that up too. Uh, <laughs> so I'm always looking stuff up. Hey, look, I, I just want to be accurate. Accurate. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's the year Sekiro won game of the year. Yeah, uh-huh. it wasn't nominated for game of the year. That year it was Sekiro, Control. Death Stranding, Control, the Worlds, yeah, Control was deserving. Okay, I think I think Control was deserving of a nominee. What else was up there? Nominee. Control, Death Sekiro. Stranding, Death oh. Stranding shouldn't have been no. Death Stranding should have been. Were, but again, as I said, <laughs> Packy Simulator should have never been there. <laughs> there are people who are favored. There are devs that are favored, and Kojima is. No, there are people. One of them. There are people that are favored. <laughs> right, right, right. Um. Resident Evil 2 remake, which you know, I, I think that could have won too. And and Super Smash Bros, which actually came out in 2018. Came out, it came but, out after the fact, came out. It came out on the yeah. day of the, the video game awards. Right. But you know, like, they, announced... they always gotta have they always gotta have a Nintendo. Yeah, so... they, they always gotta have a Nintendo game. Uh Aronimus said, sorry, the true game of the year is Hades. Facts. I agree. It should have won Not last Hades. year. Hades came out last year, though. So if Hades came out this year, I think it would have a real shot. If Hades would have came out this year, it would have won. It it would have it would at least been on the stage for Game of the Years, and Death's Door wouldn't have been there. So they ain't go because they don't have two indie games up there. <laughs> but um, yeah. so slow mo. Um, People was bad last year when when Ori didn't get the nod over Hades, and we're hating on Hades hardcore, and I and now. I've seen some of them same people like Hades is amazing, it's so great. I'm like, you were hating on it. How much of it was because <laughs> they? How much of it was they were hating on it because it was not nominated? They were hating it was, on it because it, it got nominated over Ori. That's all that was. Mm-hmm. And and Xbox didn't once again. Xbox didn't have anything showcased on the Game of the Year stage. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, you could say last year. Aronimus said if the director's cut or remake gets nominated, I'm done. Well, I wouldn't see a director's cut. I guess he's talking about Death Stranding and um, um, Ghost of Tsushima. No, I don't don't think those. Both those games have already... Yeah, well, there's not yeah. enough different yeah. in those games to, to warrant a, a, a renomination. A renomination, yeah. A remake, though, an actual remake, I think is deserving. Like when, when Resident Evil 2 remake and Final Fantasy 7 remake were nominated, I thought that was deserving. Question. Hey, yeah. When are we going to see the next Final Fantasy game, in your opinion? Oh, man. 
I know you. I know that's that's a hard one. When when do you when do you foresee part two? Twenty twenty three. And do you think twenty twenty three? And do you actually think this is gonna be three parts, or do you think it's gonna be more? I think. I think it's gonna be three parts. You think they're gonna keep it like it was with the CD three CDs? But but not necessarily cutting the cutting it the way, way that it was cut yeah. like that yeah it, right. but yeah probably three the thing is the thing is that like if you played the game you know that the story has now veered uh well off the trail of the the, the original game and for narrative reasons if you played the game you know why right but who knows where this goes like it could go longer like there's so much that's different now with the the remake compared to the original game and the original story that they they could go very different ways with that right uh and i'm here for it of course but i i i think if, if we're going to get it next year we would have seen something from it by now i don't think it's going to take as long as it, it took for the first one to come out the first one was was super late for for a lot of development hell kind of reasons but mm, that's a good Go they got the game design down. They got the engine. Well, the engine is already unreal anyway, right? I think. That's but, a, yeah. Um, That's a good question they, that Crow that uh, Sly Crow's asked. He said, "Will the next part be cross gen?" No. It just be PS Five. Well, just PS Five. Yeah. Did they yeah. come in the Xbox? Oh wait, no. You know what? Probably because didn't they said they're going to be uh, supporting the last gen up until like like four years after launch so like maybe Ugh. like maybe like 2020 20, or three or four years or whatever uh well, that could change if they well that could change if they start selling a bunch of playstation 5s yeah but i don't know we'll see we'll see uh i would prefer it not be cross-gen because that means that the ps5 version would just have that much more uh freedom and versatility to really allow the the uh, square team to to push it to the limit and not design in the, all those areas you play the game and, you, and you're like all the times cloud has to squeeze through yeah. certain like areas all that is is just loading the next area for for that old hardware even though the PS5 doesn't need to do that it has to do that because it's the same game that is being ran on outdated garbage from 2013. So, yeah. Yeah. I really hope it's not cross gen, but it wouldn't surprise me if it is. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, slow mo. Um, as always, great episode of DPS. I truly appreciate you and all of the um, knowledge and stuff that you bring to the show. Please let these people know. What you got going on in your channel what games you're going to be playing and actually what's the next thing on your list when it comes to games that you're looking forward to um before the end of this year uh, next on my list is probably back for blood uh actually no i'm I, I, continuing tales of arise i'm, I'm kind of excited to, to continue that on because i was really enjoying it but after that probably back for blood with the homies uh you know what? I'm not excited for Battlefield 2042, but I, but so many people are excited for it. I want to play it with them just to kind of experience it. So Battlefield 2042, and of course Halo Infinite. Um, mm -hmm. I'm I'm hyped. I'm hyped for Halo Infinite. So yeah, that that's that's what's up next for me now. In regards to what I'm doing in the next few days, tomorrow 
I probably will be streaming uh, Bioshock Infinite again, hopefully finishing it. Oh, um, man. I'm going, do- I'm going to hope that uh, Halo Infinite if Flight is uh, <laughs> performing better for me so I can play that, right? Right. And uh, RRD wants to know my Halo Infinite uh, Flight thoughts. RRD, we, we, we went into that for like a good uh, long period of time earlier in the show. Uh, try to go back to the beginning of the show, and and, and you you'll hear our thoughts on that. Uh, I, I appreciate the question though. Um, but no, I I'm still working on. I got a, another video. I'm still working on the channel in regards to. Uh, I wanted to have it out this week, but I I I'm not quite getting some of the footage I need quite yet. Uh, to to get everything the right where I want it. So uh, um, just look out on the channel for that, as well as uh, DPS podcast will be on my channel next week, same time, uh, same DPS time, you know, uh, so same DPS day, you know, you know how it is, so yeah, come check it out, but great show, Forte, great show. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a really good show, um, for myself, um, same thing, looking forward to the flight tomorrow to start back up in Halo, looking forward to what that PC patch looks like, Xbox was running great, and I'm um, just really looking forward to playing that game some more was really um really good and just jumping into i like for me man battlefield is it and i'm in the beta i believe the beta is this weekend and um i'm really hoping it's not like the technical beta that was like last month but um who knows it's dice and um I'm willing to give it a try I heard that technical beta was not uh running very that well. technical beta wasn't a beta that that's that thing should have been a test run <laughs> that's what that was it was terrible but um and um in general i just think um a lot of stuff that's coming out this holiday and uh a lot of games the biggest thing i would just tell people buy the games that you like don't try to extend your overextend yourself on just trying to pick up games that you don't know you're interested in because there's a good chance that a lot of these games are going to probably come out not not all as good as they need to be when they first come out. So I would probably wait till after launch, unless it's a game that you want to pick up day one. Like I'm picking up um, Halo. I'm pick. Well, I'm not picking up Halo. I'm getting a game pass, but I'm picking up Battlefield day one because I'm just a Battlefield fan. But games like Call of Duty and stuff, I'm just gonna wait and see because that's <laughs> another thing. I'm also gonna play Battlefield because I got uh, EA uh, Play Pro. Oh yeah, so, so you you get it with your subscription. Right, so I don't have to pay. For now, are you doing? Are, now, is your EA Play? Is it through EA or is it? Did you get it through Steam? I got it through EA. Okay, so you'll be doing it through the Origin Launcher. Right, right. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. So, no, nah, man. But um, first of all, I really appreciate the. I think it was like forty nine people we got up to today, and um, I really appreciate all of you guys. All of the the support has been great. Uh, shout out to Lady Fox. Sorry, saying that was some great advice. I appreciate you, dear. Um, your advice that you give people on a day-to-day basis is even better than the ones that we give. So shout out to you for um, always staying consistent. And um, yeah, Fox. definitely. And I just want you guys just to enjoy the games that you're playing. You know, it's a lot of games out here. Don't get caught up in all the hype. Just be happy for the games that you're looking forward to and let those games guide you through um, through this holiday. And outside of that, it's Gary Forte. You're already on the channel. We'll see you on DPS for episode 54 next week on Slow Mo's channel, um, where that man's going to put a lot of hard work in. And uh, can't wait to see 
um, you guys all on that week. So you guys have a great week. And we'll talk to you next week and have a very productive gaming weekend. Later, everyone. Peace.